0: blog talk radio
1: Thinking about doing that all day.
2: Was that a tape recording or was that you?
1: No, that was me. I'm pretty good at this. I could do the mic. I could do oh the Oh my
2: stuff. god. No wonder Princessa right. didn't No wonder Princess right. uh, came in late.
1: Brew and Coach Talking Sports here on Thursday. George Brew, Tony Nardini there. You
3: here, you there.
1: Phone calls are welcome. Hello, John. 563 is the number to call in here on the program. Once again, can we at least start the show before people start calling? All right, Coach, how was your week?
2: Not bad. Still working from home, thank God. You know, and um, getting out when I can.
4: Mm-hmm. Getting used to wearing a
2: mask in stores, but uh, working out whenever possible, too. The guys, uh, like I said, they played hockey yesterday, which was fantastic. Outdoors. Not all of us. There were five skaters keeping their distance and me and net. It was phenomenal. We haven't played in, uh, virtually two months, over two months. Everybody got ants in their pants. Started to text more and more They said alright we're in So Other than that the week's been a, you know Typical stay at home until, Unless you have to get out
3: Which is always the thing
1: Hey um, I want to start this show Because this came out last night And I don't know if you've heard it But I'll play it In it's entirety Here's Blake Snell former Cy Young pitcher of the Tampa Bay Rays on Twitch, giving the players perspective on one of Coach's three topics for tonight.
2: What did Mr. Snell have to say? it.
3: Hold
1: on. Why isn't it playing?
3: Bro, Blake, play for the love of the game, man. What's wrong with you, bro? Money should not be a thing. Bro, I'm risking my life. What do you mean it should not be a thing? It 100% should be a thing. If I'm going to play, I should be getting the money I signed to be getting paid. I should not be getting half of what I'm getting paid because the season's cut in half on top of a 33% cut of the half that's already there. So I'm really getting like 25%. On top of that, it's getting taxed. So imagine how much I'm actually making the play. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't making shit. And on top of that, so all that money's gone. And now I play risking my life. And and what and if I get the rona on top of that if I get the rona guess what happens with that Oh yeah that stay that's in my body forever that damage is not going to be like the damage that was done to my body that's going to be there forever So now I got to play with that on top of that So y'all got I mean y'all got to understand man for me to go for me to take a pay cut is not happening because the risk is through the roof it's a shorter season less pay, like bro this yeah, man, I got to – no, I got to get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine, okay? And that's just the way it is for me. Like, I'm sorry if you guys think differently, but the risk is way the hell higher, and the amount of money I am making is way lower. Why would I think about doing that? Like, you know, I'm just – I'm sorry. So, in my head, I'm preparing for next season, and I'm preparing – well, I'm actually preparing for right now, but as if I'm preparing for next season. Like, it's it's super weird, man. More Twitch streams for us, that's facts. But, God, I'm just saying, man, it just doesn't make sense for me to lose all of that money and then go play and then be on lockdown, not around my family, not around the people I love, and get paid way the hell less, and then the risk of injury runs every time I step on the field. So, it's, it's just it's not worth it. It's not. I love baseball to death. It's just not worth it. All right, Coach. I'll let you handle it. I'll let you take your
1: thoughts first. Uh, All right. And now which gentleman
2: was that 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 was just speaking?
1: Blake Snell, former Cy Young award winner. That
2: was Blake Snell from Tampa. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Well, you know, from a layman's uh, perspective, you know, they make plenty of money to begin with. From... Their perspective, I understand where he's coming from. Now, I'm not a medical doctor, obviously, and so I don't know about, you know, uh, damage in, uh, to your body for the rest of your life. It's a virus that's that's as bad as anything ever, and but it also dies away and leaves. You know, it's, it goes away. That's why after 14 days or 20 days, people recover. Now, I don't know about this. I have not heard them speak about that on TV, so I don't know about that part. But as far as what he says about a professional athlete stepping on a field, yes, they, they risk injury. Um, that's probably why they have themselves insured, um, I'm sure. And, yes, I mean, their careers can end. You know, hopefully not, um, obviously, but but I understand where he's coming from, from his level, all right? Now, as far as less money, I, I the player contracts, the players' union, I am not sure where that stands. Um, that's part of negotiation, I, I, I would think, between uh, them and owners. Um, but from a physical viewpoint, and certainly not to equate Anyone that uh, plays in our leagues or in the tournaments we go to, we certainly can't speak from their level, but we can speak from when we step on a field, yeah, we can get hurt. So that is true on any level. And it's just, it's magnified at the professional level because of the, the, uh, you know, the monies that, uh, that these guys make. So it gets more intense, more magnified. At the highest level of of play in the world, so i I, I sort of overall get where he's coming from
1: okay so i I'll, I'll go this way with it. was he what he said absolutely non politically correct no, it was he It's one of those things where he probably shouldn't. Have done it because well, it's not the politically correct way. Was he a hundred percent right in his thinking? Yeah. There's a guy who where the old whites in the in the media hate what he said, don't believe in what he said, he thinks it's they all think it's bullshit, it's it's a crybaby thing. Well, guess what? You're not the ones that are going out there and playing. The media, the baseball media in general suck and the rest of the media has this old white mentality where it's their way or the highway and dear God can a guy of some color say something well there's he, a guy who's telling you what most of the players are thinking and the problem is the baseball owners settled on something you know back in spring training not knowing the science of this thing, not knowing where we would be on May 1st. Now we're in, what, May 14th or wherever the hell today's date is. So you think about it. Sports have been shut down for two months. This country has been locked down for two months. And now you got a guy who's got an open forum, such as Twitch, and he's able to give his thoughts and opinions and I've heard countless prof- former professional athletes go, "He ain't fucking wrong. His math's a little questionable, but he ain't wrong. He's right in one part, and he's wrong in another part." But I would never well, question but- his. But I would never question his passion to play the game or put, you know, the passion of, you know, anybody else into it. Those guys aren't playing for the passion of the game. It's a business. I, I've told the story thousands a combi- of times. No, I it's not. It's a, it's a business.
2: It's a you think it is
1: because you, have the, you still have it. And you still want to do it. And you wish you were there. But I know from yeah. knowing professional athletes, they all will tell you. And I've told this story a thousand times. From a good friend of mine who played for the New York Rangers and the Buffalo Sabres and the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Dallas Stars and the Chicago Blackhawks and the Colorado Avalanche. When you retire, do you want 10 million in the bank or 5 million in the championship? If you're going to talk
2: strictly money.
1: No, it's not. It's a business. Tony, it's a business. I didn't say it wasn't the business.
2: I, I never you said can, it wasn't just a business. It is a business, but there is a passion. Otherwise, they would not be playing. I mean, <laughs> there are guys who walked away from the from the uh, professional level.
1: I mean, hell, look at Michael so, Jordan. He you know, walked away twice. It wasn't always
2: for for the money, but for most of them, it's yes, they have learned to accept the business part of it. But they still wouldn't be putting on a uniform and getting to the field at the stadium at 3 o'clock in the afternoon for a 7 o'clock game for 20 years or however long they can last, that their bodies can last and, and keep up with the grind. So it's not just a business passion to play the game. And you heard him from his own wills, he, his own words. He wants to play as bad as anybody.
1: So there's the passion Yeah, that, piece. that's when but he caught himself.
2: Unfortunately... The business I, I don't buy that part seems of it. To override the passion part.
1: Again, I, I don't buy that whole part of it because that's Why? when he realized oh shit. Because that, because that it's question. not the first thing he said. If the first thing he said was look, I still got a passion to play. I love baseball more than anything, but you know what? This is bullshit. No. He went off on a long tirade and then he said, Oh shit, I gotta cover my ass. And to cover his ass was two minutes into that. Oh, I still love baseball more than anything in the.
2: I can't blame them for 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 uh, you know, trying to play for less money. I get that from their standpoint. And to me, it's still a combination of passion and business and money. You know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You know, you All can right. debate that. You know, you want to put percentages on it. You know, 60% business and for the money and the 40% passion or 75-25. Uh, I mean, whatever percentage ratio you want to put on it. But these guys one. still get up every day to play the game they love. So there's got to be some passion in there. You know? I go, They're not going to last one. without passion. They're not going to last without passion. Some passion for the game. That's why. That's why fans get pissed off at a lot of these because athletes who who are out there, but they. It, it appears like they're nonchalant. They're not trying. They just want to get their paycheck and go to hell home. And believe me, fans can pick up if someone is not playing with with with, with that heart. Well, that's still a lot of a lot of a lot of it in base in any sport. In any sport, not just baseball, football, hockey, any sport. Tennis players, they don't make that much money. They have passion and heart. One-on-one. That's an individual thing. You know, um, why do guys, why do guys who, who are making $10 million, $15 million year diving in the outfield to, ke- to make the catch? They play with that passion and heart. And, because
1: if they don't, they'll be sitting on the bench. Hold on angel how are
2: you
1: i i i, <laughs> up,
5: I can't,
2: no
1: <laughs> hold
2: on i i gotta tell you
5: I disagree it with that. For the love of the I game dis-
2: <laughs> total- i i disagree with that i just totally- yeah,
1: wait hold on coach i got I, I get texts randomly through the show of people listening that know me or there's a chat room here. And, and somebody just caught, and I and I must have missed it. Did you just say that tennis players don't make much money? I huh? said not I'm, not. I'm not talking about as much as
2: you know. I don't think they they make as much as all other high level professional athletes. I, I don't. Are think you crazy? The versus,
0: yeah.
4: Well, I don't
2: know. Then I don't follow it as much <laughs> as as baseball, football, and hockey. So if you have they an make insight, more. fantastic. But that's getting but the off Alex the point. The makes point more is, than, than why does the guy? No, that's not. That's not the point. The point. Let's go back to the original point. So if I'm wrong about tennis players, okay, fine. It's about the passion of playing. That was the point we were talking about. Why does a guy dive in the outfield to, to risk injury? Don't tell me that's not playing with heart and passion. Because
0: if he doesn't, or he'll, he'll has- be
2: riding the bench.
1: Tony, there's 700 players in the minor leagues that will take his place. Yeah, th- th- that's that's a business decision.
0: Oh, boy, Justin you you, are,
1: you have a cold,
2: uh, a super cold. No, because I have. you yeah. Sorry, I disagree.
1: Hold on, 8:30 p.m. tonight. Dan Lacator is joining the show. Great. <laughs> you can debate this with oh. him.
2: Oh, so so he he dove on the ice and he he <laughs> I'll tell you right people. now,
1: Angel heard him Saturday night. Angel, would you, which side of this ledger you think he's on?
2: He got to
5: make that money. <laughs> got
1: to make that money. And you know, he, he talked that about, Angel.
3: Uh, mm-hmm. he, oh, he
5: talked about penalty killing. And you know what? There's Honestly, da- that was his job. His job was to dive around and block pucks and get into fights. That was his job. It wasn't. He did it out of passion, because he said, uh, "George, you can tell, you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong." He said he hated mm-hmm. fighting. He he hated knowing that tomorrow he's going to go up against uh, Tony Nardini,
3: <laughs> and was
5: going to rip his head
2: off.
3: <laughs> Coach, you yeah, missed it.
5: Saturday he, night.
2: He, he, I he was afraid of your I nose coming right rel- in and
5: piercing his heart.
2: Guys, let me tell you something. I I never made it to the pro level, obviously. I never lost the passion to play the game, but we pay to play, so maybe that's the epitome of passion. Don't tell me though that these guys hang around with zero passion but what i'm hearing from you guys it's a strict business it's it's strictly to go out there and but you know they don't want to get hurt but why? I cannot believe this. You're taking all the human element out of it. You're saying everyone, every professional athlete is a robot. That's what you're telling me.
1: That's exactly so, what you're telling me. Have you ever seen the movie North Dallas 40? Yes, I did. What's the greatest line in North Dallas 40? I've seen 40? just
2: about all the sports movies.
1: All right. What's I don't the greatest line in that, in that movie?
6: The greatest every line. Every
1: time you say it's a game, I you, every time I say it's a game, you say it's a business, and every time I say it's a business, you say it's a game. Greatest line ever.
2: You know, some of the pro athletes said that they love the game so much they play for free, but they get paid. It's their job, right?
1: Yeah, guys most, you guys are missing a boat out big ass. time. No, you're, you got No, no. I. No, you are missing the boat big time. we are missing a boat. No, you're,
2: you're taking say, what they say in the public. you tell me that 100% of every pro athlete in baseball, football, basketball, whatever, is, is, is so robotic they have zero passion? Is that what you're telling
1: me? Yeah. It gets beat out You're of out of that. your
2: minds. You're out of your minds, and I'll say my piece. But you're both out of your mind. Well, oh, I didn't say everybody. You don't risk injury if there's 95%. no passion to play the
1: game. Are you guys kidding? How many? You got to think about it. These guys <laughs> get used to making a, a lot of money. Like I'll use Dustin Pedroia as, as the prime example of this. There's a guy who busts his ass every year to get back. That's not from. You don't think he's doing that? Don't you think he plays with the? Oh, so we can save another heart? payday. That's why David Wright tried for years oh, to come back. Oh my
2: God! You so he it, can Dustin get just, another to payday. To Pedroia, I'd shake that man's hand as soon as I see him.
1: Because he's see, little I, tongue, he I fucking tongue-bait Dustin Pedroia I love that guy so much But still mm-hmm. wow, He comes But he Is
0: he helping the you team You see a guy like that
1: he... and you don't see passion
0: No I see so, a guy who I wants a... to
5: get paid Tony I got a question for you
1: You, you
2: brought
5: I, Dustin I, you Pedroia know, I can't believe you guys injury. are that
2: cold-hearted yeah, I mean, you,
1: It's you, not
5: you cold-hearted the about It's not like a
2: fact
1: in a business
2: I I I I'll never agree to that. I just I can't. They, they we're watching robots on TV. Everybody, robots. We're not watching human beings. with playing Listen, with their heart and passion. Tony, Tony, heart Tony and Valentine, Valentine crashed into the wall. Lost his career. He didn't crash into the wall out of passion and heart uh, playing the game.
0: No, he did. He it. knew just, the risk.
2: 100 guys in How about Freddie Lynn? How about Freddie Lynn from Boston? Excuse me. How about Tony Canigliari Boston? Played with yeah, the last 12 men got hit in the eye with a pitch. Yeah, and he still tried to come back to play get, to he get paid. Poor guy,
5: <laughs> Tony. You they lose the come passion. You don't
2: have passion. I'm sorry, Tony. You you lose the passion. You know you have it in the
5: beginning of your career, right? You know you want to play. You know you're playing college ball. You know you want to play. It's great. You love it. You know. It's, but then after you turn pro,
2: probably after you hit Roy Hobbs baseball. You lose that passion. Well, what's that? What was the comment? I didn't follow you on Roy Hobbs baseball. You know, once you done, you know, once you start playing Roy Hobbs baseball, that you're done. You don't want to. You know, you don't
5: have passion anymore.
2: Well, there, there's a lot of ex-pros. Now you talk about loving Those the game. Those guys are getting paid to be there, coach. they not, not. getting paid to the be there? there.
1: Those guys are. Wait a
2: minute. Oh, hold it. You're telling me an ex-pro who still wants to play the game he loves. Is getting paid to play in the Roy Hobbs baseball tournament? I'm
1: telling you right now, all those alumni games you see players playing in is because they're getting a check from somebody. You think Jim Lehridge shows talking up. About Yankee... alumni
2: games. You I'm think talking Jim about...
1: Lehridge shows up to Yankee fantasy camp because he wants to, you know, rekindle the ninety six World Series? You're comparing
2: apples and oranges.
1: No, I'm not. It's the same thing. What yes, you are. Yes, you are, because I saw it
2: firsthand. I saw ex-pros. I played against Rick Miller in 2000. Mike Caldwell, the pitcher. Bill Lee was still uh, – that was one of the first years he played. And why are they out there? Bill Lee in the Roy Hobbs tournament diving on the ground to make a catch in the outfield. Oh, he's there for me. He got paid for that, huh? At an at a, at a amateur
4: no. baseball tournament.
2: Are you guys kidding you guys haven't witnessed this. I have for 30 years,
1: and 17 of them at Florida
2: on the professional All right, on. fields
1: with X players. All right? All right. So don't okay, tell me you don't pass into the game. All right, we got another phone call on the line. 973, you're on the air with Brewing Coach Talking Sports. Hey, it's me, Chip. How are you? Hey, Chip, how are you?
4: Uh,
0: I want to give a shout-out to Manny from Queens and – Real quick question. I'm going to hang up and listen to your answer. Uh, how much do guys make in bonuses for play, playing in the playoffs?
1: Depending on the league, probably about a million bucks if they win. There you go, Coach, another thing.
3: They, 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 they want championships I, I for more money. I
2: couldn't hear the question uh, clearly. What was the man's question? I couldn't hear it clearly.
1: The, the, the man, Chip's question was, how much do players make in bonuses for playing in the playoffs?
2: I don't know the figures, but it's high. Well, it's pretty damn high. Yeah, I
1: think, what they, I think what they do is they
5: take the revenue after uh, the playoffs are over, and then they divvy up in terms of, you know, where you finished. And uh, wasn't there a controversy recently with the Yankees where they held back a share for one of the medical staff? I think so. And I want to say the share,
1: I
6: want to say it was
5: about a hundred and something thousand. And that was just for a regular person working for the staff.
1: So the team that loses the Stanley Cup in the NHL gets $3 million. So the players receive the share of a. Yeah. Yeah. And they divvy out and it comes out to about 117,000. The champions each receive approximately two hundred thousand.
2: Not a bad night's work,
5: but hold on—that's for the whole playoffs. That's not just for,
4: yeah. you know,
2: a night's
5: work. That you know, you, when you play uh, professional sports and you play in the playoffs, you don't get paid. They don't pay you to go to the playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: You know, they, once the playoffs are over, then they revenue share, and then they split it up, and they say, okay, you know, this is you know how much you get, this is how much you get. And once again, it's usually only the top two teams that get money
1: or get a lot of it, yeah exactly they get it they get the biggest chunk, of course, so therefore that's why they dive because if they don't get there, they don't make as much money and if you've got a guy who's let's say making league minimum five hundred grand, right. If he's on a team that wins the Stanley Cup, or wins the World Series, or wins the Super Bowl, or wins the NBA Championship, that two hundred thousand dollars is a good chunk of change. Right, look at your normal fourth liner. You know uh, who,
5: who's a good fourth liner in a in uh in an NHL right now? Um, wow, to always going it time? To, oh, right. Yeah. So you're going to playoffs every year, and basically his yearly salary is going to come up to, what, about a quarter of what he would make in the playoffs? Yep. So, of course, he, you know, that's the guy that, you know, once you hit the playoffs, I think that's where you really see more passion because there's a lot more at stake because it's money at
3: stake. Oh, bank.
2: there's that word. There's yeah, the but word. Yeah, but where's it from money? Where's the passion coming from? The passion is coming to from
5: the sport. It's coming from that paycheck. Because once again, I'm telling you, you can make, in a two-month period, you can make what you made in six months, or you make a quarter of what you make in six months. So, the passion comes in the, the, the chance to get the extra money.
1: Okay, here you go. Here's a breakdown for you. This is from a few years back. If you win the President's Trophy, you make... $575,000 575000 as a team. First round, now, does the players is, get
5: that or, or, or does that just go to the team?
1: Oh, well, the play it's a player share. That's in the CBA. Okay. First round losers make $287,000 $287, a team. So they split that. Second round losers make 575000 Conference finals losers make $1.45
3: this was uh, the year Nashville played
1: Pittsburgh for the Cup. Nashville made $2.6 Pittsburgh made $4.325 million. You, you don't think there's passion to get some extra cash? Because let's not forget, it's not only just the players that get it. That goes a long way to the trainers, the equipment staff, the yep. massage therapists. They all get That's a right. cut of that. So Everybody. Those guys are... Everybody gets cut. So yeah, really... right. So you really think about it. A lot of players will vote their share down to get more guys paid. It's like Freddie Mercury wrote Bohemian Rhapsody. He's the only one who gets the royalties on it. Beyoncé had 97 people write Girls and they all get paid. So if you're it's it's a business. They're a whole bit it's a business decision.
0: not that cut and dried
1: all the time pal it is that cut and dry it's just, all it's just the time not that pal. Cut and dried all the time it isn't because you're a fan that's why I go back to the question 10 million in no championship or five million in a championship we know your answer would be five million in a championship
0: the pro athletes
1: answer is what, you can't live on five million <laughs> you can't live on five million I
0: this a lot hard.
2: Easier oh, to move on between, ten? Boy, I'm sorry. Wow, I'll tell you. I wish so I had difference that problem. Between five and ten. Well, let me see. The uh, there's a big the difference between, between five and ten. So I, I don't play the sport that I love to win the championship. I, I just want to have that extra money and be known that I never could win the big one. All right. Yeah, yeah.
1: You can't, win, you right. can't
2: live on that money? You have a real problem.
1: No, you can't live off of that money.
2: Oh please.
1: Well, yeah. 5 million yeah. at the end of 15 your career. houses
2: around the world.
1: 5 yachts, you know, Hold on. Hold planes, on. This is you where know. you don't This is the point where you don't you don't see. They don't pay. What don't the I leagues, see? The leagues don't give them health insurance when they're done. The leagues don't give that their pension is nothing. Depending on who you are. Your you can't get life insurance. Your car insurance is higher, your house insurance is higher. There's more guys working 9 to 5 jobs that play professional sports than you think about when they're done playing. Well, hold
2: on a second. It depends. If you're talking about a guy who played made uh, t- 10 million 5 million a year and you're saying he only had no. 5
1: million we're, in the bank, I we're say, saying though, at I say the he's got the answer is, at the end of your career, would you rather have $5 million in the bank or $10 million in the bank? $5 million
2: If you only $5 million in the it,
0: it, it,
2: it, 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 I can't answer that question. It's a ridiculous it, 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 question. It, 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 it.
1: If I only it's had $5 million in question. the question. bank... It's not a ridiculous question. It's the truth. You've got to look well, then at it
2: from I where fucked they up are. Financially, if all I had was $5 million, unless I got hurt early in my career... Well, Tony, That's you're not
5: really a good ball player, so you're not going to pay top dollar. During your career, you 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 know, you have a choice. You can either make $10 million for that life of the career or $5, five million in a championship. What would you take? You're not an elite player. You're it not depends against, on you're a man's Mike
2: lifestyle. Trout. It depends on a man's lifestyle.
4: I Man. can't answer right. that.
2: I, I, can't, I, can't, I just cannot give you an answer. Why do you play the game? Angel, you get up every damn morning. You don't give a shit if your team or you're considered a champion? I'm. You don't care about that? You don't care about that? that. No, 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 no. You're talking from a professional athlete level. Or here's a better question. let's talk from that level. You play all those years. You don't want to be considered a champion, a winner? I would. Listen, I would love to. However, if I'm,
5: you know. Oh, you would love to. So there's the passion, right? Well, I'm going to say, like. What's You're talking to a pen. fan. You're talking to a fan. I'm a fan. And I'll tell you right now, you and I, we believe the same thing. You know, I would love, you know, I would go out there. You know my situation. You know, I would love to go out there, play, and have that chance to put on a jersey and win. I, I, would, I would cut off my left leg, you know, to, to get out on, to Yankee Stadium i my right and arm just like be in the major leagues. You know, I'm just saying. Like, I would love to do that. However, you know, I wasn't good enough. You know, and then you know, later on in life, God gave gave me some uh, situations, and you know, it's just the way it is. And I'm a fan. I love the game. You know, I, I hate the fact that in my lifetime, I've only, I've only seen one range championship, but at least I saw it. You know, there's plenty of Red Sox fans that never saw a, a World Series championship.
1: Part of Cubs fans. All right, Coach. Charles, well, but I'm that sure exactly. doesn't mean they didn't care about it. But coach, how about this? Would you rather leave your kids five million or ten million?
2: Of course, you want to leave your kids a lot more money. But I'm going to tell there, you me. go. You're There's the answer. Hold, oh, no, time out. Time out. There's how many years did the man with the five million play? What if he played two years? Same amount. Same I, amount. I'm not answering that hypothetical
1: question. I want
2: to
0: know it's how many a years that man played.
1: It is a
4: hypothetical
1: it question. It is not a hypothetical. It is hypothetical. a hypothetical right. so question. So let's say the guy played 14 years in the NHL. How much did he make each
2: year? What was his salary more,
1: each year? Never made more than a million dollars. Each year? Never made more than a million each a year. year. A million a year. A mi- And how many years did he play? I said he never made more than a million a year. Okay, and how many years did he play? He played 14 years in the NHL. That I'll okay, give that's you a, the person that so that's a gross selection.
2: of 14 million. It's
1: not, not a gross of 14 real? million, Tony. Hold on a second. Hold on. It's a million not a, a year. 14, 14 years. That's 14 million, isn't it? It's not because he never made more than a year. A million was the highest. Well, you just said Tony to me he
2: made a million a year. You specifically no, just he never said made more than a million. million.
1: I said he never made more than a million.
2: Alright. Right. All right. So I'll pull this up. So you want one. to I'll average it out? Do you want to average it out? What so, did he make? Uh, so let,
1: let, let me give you a name. Half A million
2: name. a year on an
1: average. Alright, hold on. I'll pull this up. God, I feel oh, like yeah. I've been on I sport mean, track so many goddamn times lately. Times
2: fourteen.
4: The, tell the me you're not going to a million
2: dollars. Okay. Okay. Hey, gross. Forget taxes, forget all that other shit. He grossed means, $7 million, right. okay? Okay. Now, over those 14 years, depending on what his lifestyle was or any athlete's lifestyle was, whatever the needs were, you have to plan that accordingly. If he overspent, did he gamble money away over those years? I mean, that's well, a lot of wrote. goddamn money. That's still forget him for a minute. That's a lot of money. That's still a lot of money. I bet Pete could have done better than that. He probably would <laughs> he not be in a position, that, that player, <laughs> yeah, obviously, to have $10 million in the bank, right? Right? Pete would have turned if $7 million, $4 million. <laughs> so turned it cannot, into $4 million.
1: Pete would have turned it into owing money. So you cannot that same question. So you know. You can But, see, well, here's the thing. So like, all right. So let's let's just say he made seven million, right, over fourteen years. Okay. How right? is that per year? Ah, fuck, man, you're gonna make me do math. <laughs> god, damn you, people! Hold on, let me clear my phone. All right,
2: we should so, have that problem. Seven only seven million in fourteen years only.
1: Oh my god, who so will make that in their life. Seven <laughs> divided by fourteen. 500000 a year, right? Yeah, so you gave the answer before So, let's say he averaged $500,000 a year
2: And that's what I based it on I, I averaged it
1: Okay, Uncle, good old Uncle Sam Takes 40% of that
5: Yeah, alright, whatever So now you're down to 300000 a year
1: $300,000 a year And that's not including where they play, because if they play in New York or California or Illinois, they pay higher taxes, state taxes. If you play in a place like Pittsburgh, there's a pro-athlete tax. So let's just say that, have- that, that 300000 is probably down to 200000 And if they get traded in – and most of those guys have a house they live in the off-season, a house where they live during the season. And if they get traded, they're paying rent somewhere else, so they're paying two mortgages and rent. I'm telling you right now, you're going to laugh when you hear this answer later.
2: Let me ask you something. Doesn't that create more passion to keep playing the sport you love, to earn as much as you can? No. It's, no, you're going that to means you no, to make as much money as possible. Would motivate me to keep playing and stay the, healthy the as best I could the to keep earning of, that money?
1: But well, is the it's passion going to, you that. Need to take steroids? It's you guys want to keep
2: steroids. talking about you know the the business? If I was that guy, I would I'd pray to God I stayed healthy so I can keep playing to so make that kind of money. Where are you going to make that kind of money? You know, unless unless hey. be, uh, you know you pass your uh, stock uh, exams and you get uh, all your uh, colleagues in your league to invest. You know, you can make uh, commission and double your salary. All
1: right. Okay, let's look at it. you open up a brokerage let's talk about this. Michael Jordan made ninety three million dollars playing in the NBA. Yeah, poor guy. We, sh- we should actually take a break. Hold on. Let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll be back with Oh, let me more, hear you. Um, you
2: don't think he played with passion? Tonight. Hold on. You don't no. think he no. played with passion? No. <laughs> no? No. Oh you you didn't watch those games
1: then, did you? Oh, he, I'm watching oh the, you didn't watch oh, those games, huh?
0: Huh? I'm wow. watching
1: the documentary. I know he didn't. All right. You're
2: listening
0: Ro- to Robots. the Brewing
1: Coast? Rob- Hold on. You know, you so
2: you guys are so off-base. There's, when he's trying to win the game and take that last shot, there's no passion in that? No passion? No, no heart?
1: No heart? He had no heart. Hey, all? somebody around here has to pay bills because he doesn't do this for the passion of the show. You listen to the Brewing Coach. Why, why would sports he want to give a shit? Bro- Shut <laughs> up! Let me ask you something. All those games, you shut. <laughs> you listen to the Brewing Coach Talking Sports Show, brought to you by Proper Twelve. Whiskey. Proper
6: whiskey, you say? Well, this blend of fine golden grain and single malt comes from the oldest distillery in Ireland.
0: Because we are not here to take part, we are here to take over.
6: Proper number twelve Irish whiskey.
1: <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Brewing Coach Talking Sports Show. Somebody doesn't understand that You have to take breaks around here.
3: (laughs) You you just have to pay the bills, right? Yeah. (laughs) By the way, if you want to
1: talk about passion, my good friend, Connor McGregor, has passion for the whiskey business. He has given us such a good whiskey, proper number 12 Irish whiskey. Find it in your local... Flickr stores today. Properwhiskey.com Remember to always drink responsibly. In my case, that means don't spill it. Alright, welcome back to the show. A rip in 40 minutes has gone by. It doesn't even feel like it was that long, but damn, my butt hurts. That's what she said. That's, yeah. Time flies right. when you're having fun. Well, who's having fun here? All right, so here's to come back to the question. Oh, it's a business, right? It's a business. It's a business. You're getting paid it's for a, this, right? <laughs> hey, somebody gets free bottles of business. whiskey out of this. Um, it's a business.
0: <laughs>
1: so when you look at uh, Michael Jordan, which, if you've watched any of the last dance, you've realized that that passion was not there.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs>
2: Yeah, his
5: passion was for his money.
2: Yeah, he didn't want to be the best of all
5: time. He had no passion. Listen, it it was about the recognition. It was about the the money. Uh, He made it clear uh, during the Olympics in 92. You're not putting that Reebok on me. I'll make sure that that motherfucker gets covered. That's what he said. Yep. So you tell me, if it's about passion and it's about, you know, country, that was a plain
2: business decision. Plain cold-blooded business. Many, many times it's a business decision. But when you're on the field of play, you want to win. You need passion to win. You're not thinking about, oh, this is a business. Uh,
0: uh,
2: I want the ball. I want the ball. It's a business. You forget about life when you're on the field of play. And you will do anything to try and win the game. So don't, it, it is, don't tell me there's no passion. I don't care who the hell it is. Why is he giving? then why bother? Why bother? Why, why, why bother to take the winning shot? Why?
3: That's, that's drive, why Michael Jordan rode the, road road the bus in the scot- on the
2: court to save the ball. Why bother? Why bother?
1: That's why he went down to Birmingham to play baseball, because he lost the passion to play basketball.
2: Oh, There was a lot more behind that story. No, there why wasn't. he was thrown out of the league for a year. Oh, no, he was not thrown out of the league. We used to Prove that. Oh, why did you he know, leave basketball then? He wasn't forced to? I read enough stories. No. I read enough.
5: Listen.
1: Dude, they had the horses it, in mouth. David Stearns say Why would I kick Michael out of basketball? He was the
4: he cash made so much cow. money
1: for, for the league. Yeah, because he didn't want to look like an asshole.
2: But there was obviously a lot more behind you, the scenes. Why Michael Tony, Jordan had to leave the game? Tony, what what makes you look more like an asshole? Suspending the guy for a year and a half, or
5: having him walk out on you for a year and a half? What what makes you look like a bigger asshole?
2: Listen, I don't him know all the out. facts behind the scenes, so I can't answer the question. Well, okay, so, so you do know, you don't lie on the conspiracy wall.
1: Conspiracy theory. I mean, well, you,
2: can't the of, you can't accuse the guy. You can't accuse the guy of the gambling. He's not Pete Rose. Were you guys? Were you guys in the conference rooms and, and the meetings and, 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 and the meetings with Jordan Georgia, and the commissioner? Look, and, uh, were you okay, guys in Georgia the room? Were you guys on the, Georgia on the wall? George said
5: it. David Stern David yeah. last week said, why would I suspend him? That is completely false.
2: And so they what did it. So you guys saying so, despite all the reports that he was not was like, forced to leave the game? What report that's a, are you? That's a, is that what you're saying? All right. That's Everything I read stuff. and heard was that he was he had no choice but to leave the game,
1: and then they allowed him to come back. Oh, they they just re- allowed. They said March 18th of twenty of 1995, uh, when the Bulls are playing the Indiana Pacers, you could come back to play baseball. Come back. Come back. It's okay. <laughs> Because we want it's to sell okay. number forty-five Michael Jordan jerseys. Come on, Tony. I got, I got a question for you. You, you know, he,
5: here it is in a nutshell. You have a union. Do you think the union will allow you to do a secret suspension? Do you think the union oh, would not? Do you have think to the union a, would allow what? A secret suspension. This isn't uh, Animal House. There's no double secret probation here.
3: The union would not Listen. allow
5: any of their players to have a secret suspension. Stop it. Take that and throw a it out the window. A secret suspension? No way. Well, that's what you're
0: saying.
2: But well, does it matter? Do you no, have? Did I miss something? And I go back to my other point. Were you in the conference rooms? Were you a okay, lie we, on the wall? Wait a second.
4: If we did, you nothing,
2: talk personally to Michael Jordan? I talked to Pete you, about it. Are, are you his next-door neighbor? I, I don't know. You guys are Pete talking like me, you know exactly what happened. You know exactly what happened. Pete told me exactly how, how a league works when they suspend you for gambling. No, no. He don't tell me how a league has, works. I know how a league works. You're Tony, telling me.
1: you, you, you got to <laughs> remember something. This is twenty. We are 27 years later. Okay, yeah, We weren't okay. anything over the last two months. Nothing in these leagues doesn't get leaked out to anybody. Right? Like we've learned more about these leagues and their contingency plans and this, that, and the other thing. Right? Why? Oh, why? And you had a GM of the Bulls who hated Michael, who hated Phil Jackson. Won't you think he would have been privy to we're suspending Michael for a year? Eighteen months, and don't you think he he would love to to announce that. Do you?
2: Because he's all I, about I, the organization. I go back. You know, you guys can say all of this. What information, secret information, do you have? Other than there's none. James Stern said it publicly. Other yeah, than never... speculation, do you have? Uh, Ryndor said the same that thing. That he was not so got ass- the owner believed. and the
1: commissioner. Okay, oh, so good. if you're the owner of – if you're the commissioner right, so why did he of leave?
2: Why, why, why did Michael Jordan leave basketball? Why? Because
1: he lost the passion for playing. He couldn't go anywhere without being noticed. He was oh, confined he to the hotel Oh, he lost the passion to
4: play. Wow. Did I hear he, that word he more again? Like, Boy, you guys just Tony, danced was, the
5: whole thing. It was more like he lost the you passion just answered the whole thing. himself.
2: There
5: it is. Tony, he he, you, had, heard he, heard he lost the passion. Oh, Coach, so
2: it's more than a business both, then, isn't it, huh? It's more totally a three business straight years, in, isn't it? Isn't it? Three, say, isn't three
5: it? You straight years of it. playing maximum games. Three straight years of oh. playing maximum games.
1: Playing in you know, the Olympics.
2: Crossing the Olympics. No, it's a business. You know, no,
5: no, it's it, a business.
4: Well, it it's is a for a the business. money.
2: Why would he leave? It is a why business. Why would he leave? He was well, burnt out Then from why would job. he leave? You
4: just said how he how lost many,
2: the passion to play.
4: You're talking out of both sides
2: of You're
4: talking
0: out of both
5: sides of How many people that you have now have left the passion? Have left? Okay have left a job because they were burned out. We've known people that that left jobs for, because they were burned out.
2: You just said he
5: lost the passion.
2: But it's a business. You There is no passion. That, both of you okay. have said that.
4: But okay, he, had, so, he
2: lost the passion. Whoa, whoa. Well, so on this it's week's not strictly just a business. Okay. On
1: this week's That's episodes, not what I read. That's not. Okay, so on this week's episodes of The Last Dance,
3: Michael lead, Jordan, lead.
1: Jesus Christ, <laughs> on this week's episode of The Last Dance, Michael Jordan said... No, and I'm the not, guy Jesus who wrote, Christ, don't worry about it. I know, I wish he... I, yeah, because he would know when to shut up. <laughs> he said, and the guy who oh, wrote the okay. book... Rare Air, oh, right, okay. Hold on, you know what, I have the greatest tool ever. Right. Can you but- Michael... Michael and the writer who wrote the rare air book said that Michael told him in 92, when they were writing the book, they said that Michael said, I'm going to go play baseball. Cause that's what my father wanted. My father wanted me to be a professional baseball player. And he says, well, Mike, why don't you do it? And Mike said, because magic and Larry never won three in a row. I want to win three in a row. So now Michael, two weeks before the season starts in 93, is at a White Sox playoff game, and goes to Jerry Reinsdorf and goes, you yeah, know, I kind of want to uh, be the right fielder or left fielder for the White Sox. Michael, are you sure? Yeah. And then, if you get suspended, you don't get paid in the NBA. Why did Reinsdorf continue to pay him his salary even after he went to play for the White Sox? Boy, that sounds like a union
5: issue. That a union would say, "Hey, if you're, you know, there's a lot of stuff going in there, and why would you pay somebody that's being suspended, and of a person who is notoriously cheap?"
3: <laughs> yeah, it's just ask Scotty Pippen,
5: notoriously cheap.
2: So why would
3: Ryan? All well, the reports I state? ever
2: heard. Now I, I everything I ever heard there was a it's all why fake news. The man left. Uh, here we go, Donald Trump talking now.
1: It's fake Everything news. Is huge. It State would Tony. have been a huge story if you got Tony. Michael Jordan suspended from basketball. But it was huge. He used <laughs> to come to Trump Plaza. I used to take care of him. He was huge. You know David Stern is winning
5: here, man. He's winning. He gets <laughs> to keep his player in the league, and he's winning.
1: He's no, no greater winner in the world than David Stern, greatest commissioner ever. I tell you, I, I always say it. He's huge, huge Trump guy. Huge Trump guy. Even from the grave, he'd vote for the Trumpster. Huge. All right, so what does that mean? So what? Okay, so if, if David Is it, Stern... He's a winner. I, if, if David Stern... All right, so let's talk about... Him.
2: How do you think the players are going to feel with playing with no uh, people in the stands? I don't
1: it's think they're going to play with players in the stands.
2: It's a paycheck. They're, they're, they're going to come back to play because they need the money. No, how do you feel about... No fans in the stands. If they I don't do think
1: it's play. going to happen,
2: I want to see. I want to see. I want to see baseball.
5: You know, however, it has to come. It has to come. And if it has to come with no fans right now, then let it happen. You know, as long as they protect the players. Now, I did read something today where they said if one person gets it, they're not stopping.
2: They're going to keep playing. They're not. Nope. No. Because they're going to keep Adam going I didn't Silver. read that. I didn't hear that today.
1: Or Adam. No. Silver, yeah. I think
0: it came from yeah, Stanford, Adam,
1: too. Yeah, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, said on a conference call yesterday with NBA owners. And thank you once again. That's supposed to be confidential, but yet everybody finds out about it. But Michael Jordan got suspended. And nobody knows anything. Twenty-seven years later, he said. Well, what, what are we going to shut gonna this down understand. every time somebody gets it? Because we know we're going to get it. Why it's are we going back to Michael today.
2: Jordan? But, huh, why are we going back to Michael Jordan? We're talking because about just, how, how do you think the players will feel? With no people in the stands. How do we go back to Michael Jordan?
1: If they're good union guys and they have money and they don't need it, they're not going back to play. You heard what Blake Snell said. Blake Snell said it. That's what the players feel. They just can't say it because they're all contractually obligated to their owners. And if they say you're playing, they say, okay. But, Are these players smart if they do it? No. From a business standpoint, absolutely not, because this has salary, cap and financial ramifications that are gigantic. And the baseball owners, and you're you're talking specifically about baseball, the baseball owners right now do not have the trust of the players because they're now going in and saying, well, we'll prorate your contract. That's what they said in March. Now they're, oh, we want, we're going to project it and then we're going to make it a revenue split. So, a guy like Harper, who's making $33 million or 27 whatever he makes, you're going to tell me that he's going to take that big of a pay cut? You're nuts. Then why sign the contract? I can't
2: blame him, but I, I, I no. The, the business piece of it, I, I don't see why they, sh- they would be happy to take a pay cut. So from that standpoint, I, I have to agree with them.
5: Now, the other thing is, like, you know, I want to see the owners open up the books because, like, you hear this mm-hmm. stuff about, they say, 40% of the revenue comes from fans in the stands, which I think is total horse? horseshit. You know, a lot of it comes from the TV deals and a lot of it comes from revenue sharing. You know, so don't come tell me, you know, the Marlins can play in front of nobody and they're making money and they're making money hand over fist. So don't tell me that you can't play, you know, if you lose the fans, you lose the revenue, you lose a piece of revenue. I think it's more like 20% of what you would normally take in, but they they've always said, you know, a lot of these sports teams, all sports teams, they make the money through the TV deals. And that's where having your own network or getting, like, these old Juicy Pies, you know, deals come through, that's where you make your money. And that's where a lot of sports teams' uh, franchise values come from, is comes from your TV deal.
2: There's no question. So much revenue comes from that. Absolutely.
1: But
3: if baseball really
1: wants – do this revenue sharing thing that they're Talking about They The baseballs always had the best union Going back to the days Of Marvin Miller Now they have a guy who's deer in headlights And Tony Clark They need Donald Fairback well, the the rev-
2: Fair Was it yes. the revenue sharing No to give the smaller Market teams uh, uh, Some equal footing Well it, That's what no. it was designed to do but you know, the, no. it, was,
5: it was designed to kind of
2: you know, that out. <laughs> places <laughs> like Kansas City, Minnesota, Kansas the ones that are owned by
5: that. a billionaire who owns Walmart. They need money.
1: You think, you, know. you really think it, it, it that revenue sharing was for that? That was so Bud Feely could take care of the owners of the brewers when they were building a new stadium. That's not that Look, if it was true revenue sharing, then they should put it in the floor on the salary cap and don't let the Miami Marlins pay $9 million yes. a in salaries. Yes. But they don't do that. So that's why, and all this, and if you're going to do revenue sharing, they should force them to put the money back into the team. They don't do that. The Twins never did it. The Royals never did it. The Expos never did it. The Marlins definitely don't do it. All, all these own you got all commissioners work
2: for them. So, so you're saying the owners kept that money?
1: Yes. Yes.
5: Because they have huh? passion for their bank accounts.
1: Oh, it is that word again. Unequivocally, these owners are pocketing the money. Especially the new owners who who paid 500 million for a team. They've made that money back in spades and haven't spent a damn dime. On the field.
5: You know, look at Jeter. Uh, you know, we'll go back to him real quick. Scumbag. His, uh,
2: <laughs> he's been, how come I always hear the opposite? When I hear you call him that, I hear the opposite from people. And, and the and same reason that, why the, that st-
1: talks about the guy. Because nobody's God. allowed to say but, anything bad about him because of Michael but, Jordan and Sports Illustrated.
2: Here we go. Michael Jordan again. We're from Jeter to Jordan, baseball to basketball. So, I'm a, so Jeter's
1: passion,
5: so Jeter's passion, you know, brought the group together to buy the Marlins. Jeter
1: yeah, paid $25 owns, million. Yeah, which he owns like a threat
5: of He gets $5 million a season to, to be the face of the, of the company. He already made his money back. You know, these, these guys, they, you know, this team, they, they print money. You know, I would love to see somebody tell me, "Oh, it doesn't work here." Tampa Bay,
0: there's no fans,
5: but
2: are they making money? I think they are, especially with, with are. their payroll. It's amazing. It's amazing how that franchise continues to go forward, unless the owner just doesn't give a shit of losing money.
3: He's not losing money?
2: He, he's got the to be making uh, a ton of money somewhere else. He.
3: Also realize that, that oh, here,
2: team. he's holding, he's keeping that franchise together for pure passion of baseball to be an owner. Oh, my God. No, he's not. He's a no, he's making, he's, a big guy. <laughs> he's making money. He's making
0: money.
5: you tell me a team that, lo- that loses money, I want to see their books. Show me their books because I'll guarantee you that team is fudging numbers. That team is fudging numbers. Do well, you think the Tampa Bay
2: Rays are, are, are making money as a baseball franchise? Yes.
1: They are. Yes.
2: They are? That's a yes. significant money. I'm not State talking is about it half full almost every game. It doesn't matter. This is the you? 1950s.
3: Fans don't matter. matter.
2: Fans don't all right, matter. So, all, right. all right, geniuses. Where, where's the baseball money coming from to keep the franchise going? T-
4: TV contracts.
2: ESPN. Fox. Sports, also
5: remember, every network. team this year, every team this year got 180 million dollars from, from uh, the sale of the cable network. Well, then, that, you know, that, they, then that's it. You know, you know, there you go. They're they're making money. That's why you know when you tell me that uh, no fans in the stands. Oh, we're gonna, you know, we need you guys to now do revenue sharing because of this issue. George said it when they first start when they first negotiated this deal. They agreed to prorated contracts. Now you can't go back and say, okay, well, now let's do this here. Because they realize that, A, they, you know, did the wrong thing. And, B, they're greedy as hell. They want more money in their own pockets.
1: All right, I'll give you one. You know, in 16 years ago, 30 teams in Major League Baseball made a $77 million investment into – Major League Baseball Advanced Media, which was the FAT app. Right. It's now worth 15 billion and its tech alone was worth more than 3. They sold it for a boatload. Okay. All those owners got their money back from that and spades. Yep. And, oh, I Nike mean, was, paid $2 billion to produce Major League Baseball uniforms. There's 30 teams. How much is that emit? Uh, what's that? Tony,
5: Jeter bought the, the Marlins for, what, $1.7 billion. If you had a team that was averaging yeah. money, why the hell would you pay $1.7 billion for that team? Because they make money. Just like George okay. saying with this advanced media. when well, they sold Well, it. Angel,
2: obviously, the guy who's holding on to it, there's a reason for it, and he's got to be making
1: money. But it certainly right. doesn't, you know, you look... Hold on. We got a phone call. Chip, I believe Chip's calling back. Chip, how are you? Uh, it's not Chip, actually, sir. Oh, hey, Louie. Hey. hey. There we go. Thanks, George. You're
0: welcome. All right.
1: All I right. jumped in late, so... Um, you're not missing. Uh, what were you discussing? So I, I jumped in a little bit late. Oh, for Christ's sake! Then we got to rehash this. Uh, hold up, right before. Passion. So passion. Yeah, passion. So here you go. Each team is getting every year from Nike for uniform production sixty million dollars. That takes care of the payrolls for half of for almost half of the league. Right. Wait. You think you think these guys are hurting for money? No, I, don't, I
0: don't, think so. don't think so.
1: The guy who owns the the Cubs is a billionaire. You think he's hurting exactly. for money?
6: No. If he is, he's an idiot. You're a, you're a gazillionaire, and you're begging and you're hurting for money. I don't think so. Even in even in this uh, pandemic, I don't think you're hurting for money.
1: Here you go. The league average on payrolls this season is 136 million dollars. Sixty, fifty percent of that is being paid for by Nike. The other half is being paid for by Fox and ESPN. People in the stands is pure profit. And um, it's not necessary right now. You
5: know, you can get the games in. You don't need fans in the stands. Because you'll still make money from the TV pro, uh, revenue. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, but get, yeah. give me the
5: product on the field.
1: Here's the problem. One guy gets sick, though. I don't want to be the first league to open UFC, WWE, NASCAR. They're the three sports that are actually going to do live sports right now. Right. UFC had a a fighter after all their testing last week. They found out he's got COVID. They sent him and his team home. Said, you get out of here. Fight still went on? It never should have happened, though. Why is that?
6: Look, who knows how many more of them have uh, coronavirus? I mean, they, I mean
5: that's going to be the most physically contact sports, we'll call it sports, there is out there. I mean, you know, they're
6: killing each other, they're in close distance, and you know they're all, they're all uh, they did. Some kind of uh, steroids or drugs or whatever. And well, whatnot. they're not non UFC, They're not.
1: Yeah, but those guys are tested three weeks out. They're tested two yeah. weeks out. They're tested a week out. They're tested. The, those sports are as the safest sports going. Hell most and honestly, of those guys take, and they all take they all take S T D tests. Like a week out.
5: And honestly they're not the target uh for the COVID. You know, they they're probably in the best shapes. They're they're not the ones dealing with any afflictions. So if they do get it, it's probably just a quarantine and you're done. You know, it's not like it they are gonna be in that life you know, threatening, you know, you got diabetes, you got, you know, you're elderly, you got respiratory problems. <laughs> so
1: Let's
3: these look guys at this way. if you fly into Florida years.
1: if you fly into Florida today, you're on a two week quarantine. Yeah. So they're testing you there. So all those guys that fought, they weren't just showing up the night before the fight. Nah, I And they're they're limiting how many people are in the buildings. It's just like WWE. It takes them 12 hours to shoot a two-hour show. Yeah, because they got rehearsing. No, it's not rehearsing. It's because they're minimizing the amount of people in the building. They're doing they're working hand-in-hand with the CDC to say, okay, how can we do this? And they're telling them this is it. And they're not using the uh, the sanctioned tests; they're using expo- uh, exploratory tests because their per- their performers are in the best shape. So they can
0: still be infected with it.
1: So the chance the chance of them being infected are slim to none. That they're going through so much testing; it's not even funny.
5: Yeah, I think this is where baseball drops the ball, though, but because in the proposal about having teams play in their own ballparks, you know, you're gotta you going to have teams travel. So they're going to get on airplanes. I know they're private airplanes, but you're going to have them get on airplanes, you know, go to the next city, go to the hotels. There's so much risk of getting in contact with people. You know, they really should have really thought about this and centralized it where you had a Florida, Texas, Arizona – you know, use yep. those facilities and Las Vegas. keep it centralized. Vegas, Pete Rose would love it. Um, but you, you <laughs> keep it there, and you know you you centralized baseball and you, and you let that happen, uh, and then it'll be a little bit safer. I know a lot of people were saying that ballplayers don't want to be away from their families, but let's be honest: if you're, a, you gotta get paid. You know, Rick DeCicco said this the other day. He'd have a conversation with his family. I got to get paid. It's it. it's going to be mean me being away for a couple months, and he'd do it, and everybody would do it.
4: like
1: Rick the APH is also the biggest steroid user in hockey, so I don't take it I take what he says with his grain of salt. I'm just I was saying, like,
5: like you know, <laughs> I, I think a lot of pl- a lot of ball players would say the same thing. You know, where where it comes no, to making so. th- their money. No, I don't think so.
2: If, 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 if it comes down to their job and they have to be away, that's yeah. their livelihood. They have to be away to get their money to get paid. Yeah.
4: So yep, if they
2: have to be away from family, so be it. That's your job. I mean, hey,
5: you get you get very <laughs> it's well. To me telling my
2: boss, "Well, uh, I, I I don't want to do this or that."
1: Hey, look at it this way. If you if have that's a guy, their job, that's their. They're okay, lively. so let
2: They have
1: to do what they got to do. But you're you're saying that it's okay that a guy could be away from his wife for his family for let's just use like the hockey and basketball for two months. How, no, how long uh, uh, are
5: military military people are away from their families for a month? Oh, uh, that's that, that's not even that,
1: that's a job. That's, that's not, that's not that's relevant. A job. That's, not,
3: that's not even relevant. Well, that's we not say that.
1: But that's no, their no, job. But, but, but you know, then what these guys? These guys are not going to want to be away from their family so long. I know that for a fact.
5: If you were to tell them
1: you, you have nope. an option,
5: you can either play this year or sit. But if you're going to play, this is how we have to do it. I guarantee you 99% of the people, the players, they play. They're not, and you know, you can tell, listen, I you won't really risk right. anything in yes. terms of ser- service time. You know, you, can, you can keep your service time. We'll give you credit for this year, but you're not going to get paid. I guarantee you, you know, Mike Trout has been the biggest one saying, well, I don't think we should play. I don't want to be, I want to be away from my family. I can guarantee you he'd still play.
1: I bet you he wouldn't. I bet you got to you make a kind of, choice. What do you want to do? You want to sit I, down or do you want to play? You got to make the sacrifice. I look at it
5: yep. this way. I'm telling you that if you, if you do this, this will be the safest way to get you to play, safest way to get you your money is to be, I don't want to say biodome, but to be in these locations that we are going to control to minimize the risk of you getting sick, and God forbid, let's say you're at the you're at your home ballpark, and between the ballpark and getting home, you come in contact with somebody who has it. Now, guess what? You're bringing it home to your family. Yes. In this scenario, you won't have to deal with that. You know, you will be in the hotels or wherever we put you. But we would keep it safe and we would keep you guys together. And then by the time the end of the season go- comes for playoffs, we'll see where it goes in terms of where we'll play the games
1: for a playoffs. Uh, so see, yeah. I'm sure. Angel, you- I think you have a, you, you make good points. I just don't think they have it thought out that much yet. Uh-huh. Like I think there's just a lot of like let's just throw as much shit at the wall as we can to see what sticks. I think if you get guys like Harper and Trout and, and, and guys who have major clout in baseball say, no, we're not doing this. We're playing in our home ballparks. Or we're playing nowhere and we're playing in front of fans. And if the fans can't be there, we don't want to be there. Base, I, I, I've said for months, baseball is going to eat itself. It's doing it right now. Because the implications of playing this way, once you give something to the owners, you will never get it back.
0: Right.
1: You give this away to the owners now, their CBA ends next December.
5: But w- w- okay. what are you giving up in this, in this scenario? You're giving up All money. I'm saying is, well, hold on. You're I'm giving up money. Up, I'm not saying do the you' sharing.
1: No, that's already, already made said that you're, you're getting your contract prorated to whatever right. amount of games you play. And And then you're you're giving away another 33% in escrow. They're not going to do it. Because once you give that away, they don't trust the owners as it is. There's already talk of. They never do. Before we even had this thing. Rightfully so. Right? Before we even had this thing, they were talking about a strike next, their lockout post-2021 anyway. Because there's collusion amongst the owners when it comes to free agency. We saw that with the Harper and Machado year. We saw that the year before with Keuchel and Kimbrell and all those guys, right? We've seen this. These players don't trust them as it is. Tony Clark's an idiot. Rob Manfred's an even a bigger, bigger idiot.
3: They've the truth.
1: They're not giving Amen. this away for nothing. Coach, what do you think?
2: I, 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 I have to agree that when you fight for something and you give it back, you'll never see it back again. And so that for sure can't blame the players on that. I
1: I, I can't blame. I, I can't see. any. this is where the owners are in a pickle because if they don't play, then they don't get their TV money. So they're forcing these guys. The, the owners who are not the business, they're not the performers. WWE has a great champion in Roman Reigns. Played college football at Georgia Tech. He's related to The Rock. He goes into Vince McMahon. He says, look. I just battled leukemia last year. I damn near missed WrestleMania last year with the leukemia. I'm not performing until this is okay. And you know what Vince McMahon says? All right. I agree. I, I completely understand. If right. you got a kid that's sick, a parent that's sick, whatever. Or you're sick. Or, or, you, you, or you had something growing up. How I many of these guys may have had leukemia growing up? Right? Or something that they battled and beat. You're going to tell them, "Hey, you're going to put your life on the line to play baseball." Give me a break. And like, Blake, like Blake Snell said, if I if we get it, that's a lifelong that's a lifelong thing. You know, this guy had kids.
2: Is that you know, hold on. I have a question on that? Is that medically, scientifically proven? Did, did Anthony Fauci uh, say Anthony that? Anthony Fauci is so? a hack. You
5: First
1: don't off, morons. you can't trust anybody named what? Tony. You can't trust anybody named Tony. They're all morons. You, you can't. You can't believe anybody. He's a moron? An if they those, don't know you who, said, you who can't
2: scientifically, medically said it stays with you it? forever. Who said that? Besides a baseball player, who said that medically? A what expert? Has anybody expert that said, said anything that?
1: medically about this been right yet? Enough. we don't well, know. Well, how do you, know?
2: So how, how you would, know? How do you know that that's
1: even true?
2: You don't.
1: You don't know yet. Well, but you got to. You got to. I'd rather err on the side of caution than err on the side of. Tony Nardini wants to see baseball played. Hey, I'm
0: off for safety.
1: If they can't play, they can't
2: play. Passing and everything I, else goes out the window.
1: Look, you got and no one's Curve got more passion
2: liberal... for our men's leagues where we're all going nuts because we can't play right now. We're all shut down, right? We can't play.
1: Uh, all right, can we take a break and start getting into that? And we don't next get paid. Topic?
2: We don't. We pay to play. So you want to talk about passion? That's a whole nother topic then. All
1: right, let's take a break. We'll be back with more. Louis, thanks for the phone call. That's oh, great. All right. You are listening to the George. Oh, hell, forget it. We might do that. I don't feel like looking for anything. All right, coach. We had this discussion the other night. It started last week. Why do I feel like this is going to be a lot of fun? Go ahead. The floor is yours. Are are you
2: talking about softball versus baseball? Amateur? The softball?
1: I'm
3: saying amateur sports
1: in general. As adults. Amateur sports in general. As adult, All right. our
2: so for I'll camaraderie. Start, I'll start off with that. Please do. Here, I'll start off. Anyone who pays money to play a sport, that's pure passion and will of wanting to play the game that you love. Okay? I've been paying money for 30 years, and I don't give a shit because I love the game. OK, I paid to play hockey. I paid to play baseball. So that's one reason why I don't have a lot of sympathy for professional athletes when they bitch, moan and complain. And when, you know, most of them make millions a year. I have a little the, the average fan has a little problem with that. OK, so that aside. But
0: that's, but that's also sports, because the average fan. you step on fan... a
2: field, you probably paid money to play the game that you love. So I don't think there's a a human being or a sport player on the planet or in the galaxy that has more passion than, than us. When we go on a field to play, when we pay fees, and then if we travel, airfare, hotel, rental car, all kinds of shit that you have to put, not to mention the food for the week. So that's pure passion of playing the game you love.
0: You, really are, really you are
5: you are for the game that you love.
2: What's that? I, I look
5: at it, I look at it a different way. And George, I didn't mean to cut you. Uh, I look at it as you're investing your money. It's just like with college; you get a free ride. You t- kind of take advantage of it. But if it's your money that you're investing in college, you're taking your classes a lot more serious. So if you know by what, what... you investing your money in yourself. In the sports that you love, I think it's a little bit more of not so much passion for the game. I think it's more it's more passion for yourself
2: and respect for your money well, and for your. Wait investment. a minute! Whoa, whoa! I don't understand. Hold. It. What is that? I don't understand your analogy. You're, you're, you're challenging us that play, not just me. There's hundreds, thousands of people around this country, and I'll use the Roy Hobbs tournament. Teams from all over the country in Puerto Rico come to Fort Myers to play baseball. All different age levels and different weeks. Okay, there's about five weeks that are played down there. All different age levels. You're telling me that that's not for the passion and love of the game. All these people, it, it, it's not
5: What, what are the two different things for, for the game? Go ahead. You know, it's love for the sport. And I said that. It's for love of sport, but it's really for respect right. for yourself. Because, like I said, with, with the whole college and that, you know, stuff. Hold on a second. With, with the college. Why are we comparing uh, the college, by the way? Because when you're on a free ride, you don't take it as serious. Or if mommy and daddy are paying for it, you're not taking it serious. Or as serious as you should. But when you're paying out of pocket yourself, you tend to have more...
1: You know, invested. I, I'm still waiting right. to find out right. if Brian Cashman shows up to these games to scout you.
4: Like, let's not get
1: ridiculous, okay?
4: Because right. please, now please,
5: that's
2: please, a mockery time of statement. Bro, to time out. That's is. a Brody mockery kind of statement. You've got Brody people ben playing Magnus at all age levels down there each week for the love of the game that. That they played their whole oh, life. and you don't so think don't those guys are doing it to, to get away well, from their wives and you know, kids? Uh, sorry, that's a <laughs> mockery <laughs> statement. And Tony, I'm doing that, know, baby. <laughs> no one, no one is playing in Fort Myers to be recruited to go anywhere.
4: Oh, okay. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm being recruited to go down there and have a mic. That's right. for the love of the game. That's so they can get away from their wives and <laughs> kids at age 40 years old or 35 years old. Okay. So then,
3: it's just a for the,
2: for the love of the game that you're willing to spend money, fees, airfare, rental car, hotel, and food for the week to play the game that you love.
0: Yeah, so, get to Make it a, a
2: ridiculous off off your ass comment. Well, uh, you'll you'll wonder if Brian Cashman is going down to recruit somebody.
4: But you, you don't have think no you have clue have what you're yet?
2: talking
0: about. You, you don't think half like those that. guys
1: are down there to just sit there and, and get away from their wives and kids for the week and, and hit up every titty bar in the area.
2: You, you you know what? You haven't played baseball in years. The You yeah, because left I didn't it, want
3: to turn into okay, people who played the game and Playing Ops.
2: baseball. Okay? Don't me. Uh, all is- right. So now every now now a blanket business statement uh Everyone goes down to Fort Myers. Everybody, teams from around the country, no, court, everybody everywhere.
1: but you goes down, down there to get, there away, to get, from get away from their, their wives.
2: Tell you what, the wives go with them to watch them play.
1: Yeah. Those guys are because
2: they with don't trust them. Yeah, to the yeah. Bar. You want to? You want? You want to? You you want? Uh, you they want don't to, trust you their man because they know their man's How many wives bar? go that's down? That's why they come watch, with them. Uh, please, that's oh, why they come. You guys don't play, all right? So you don't understand.
1: I do understand. It's like the guys who go to fantasy No, you camp. don't. You, you
2: just are made the living, one of the breathing climber. You're Cosmo Kramer. You just made one of the most half-assed statements that I've heard about amateur <laughs> baseball.
1: I'd rather sit there, get together with my buddies from the local pub or where I work and play in a, in a Sunday beer league than play in competitive baseball at this age where I have to put on well, baseball pants. That's you. A
2: break. but that's You're you. Seven, that's an individual talking. That is 67. your that is your idea of what you would rather do. We play at a competitive level.
4: But why now, that why doesn't
2: mean 60, it's wrong that you want to go hang out with your buddies. But you originally find that the hell to be more beer fun. leagues. But that's not but that's you finding it to be more fun. That's fine. But that's you Tony. And only you. I can have e- okay. I can have equal passion in a beer league drinking a hit than I could going down to so the Seattle so or I, I, for I, I can't compare <laughs> what we do with beer leagues. You're gonna. I cannot compare. There's. The, in fact, you cannot compare what we do to beer leagues. And I'm gonna tell well, you I something. Most just. softball. Excuse me. <laughs> let me finish. Most softball is is good, good, clean fun. But it's the it's the uh, ones that go out there with cigarettes dangling out of their mouth, a that? beer in one hand or in their pockets and, they, and, and Colby, they go out to the field, Colby, I've seen it. With I have day. seen it. Okay? Personally, I have seen it. So, and it you compare sick. beer leagues, it makes disgusting, okay? I get it. I come from a world of organized baseball, okay? Organized crime. Up to when I had my tryout in 1974, okay? And I would have given my right fucking arm. <clears throat> to be uh, drafted, and and to be in a system to play Major League Baseball, okay? (laughs) Now,
0: if people find it more fun
2: to just hang out with guys and play any old way, that's fine. That's for that person. But when you have thousands of people gathering to play the game they love, families go with them. That's pure passion and love of the game
0: But I, I, Here's the
1: thing I don't understand Like I play I, I got pretty high in, in Hockey right like I, I could have went pretty Far if I really wanted to if I cared Anymore when I got to my senior year In high school There's no reason to play competitive Sports after that because you don't win anything You can't show up at work On Monday morning and go I went three For four yesterday
4: Nobody, Nobody cares.
1: cares at work. Well, that's you. Oh. That's your opinion. No,
4: but that's, oh, that's it's you. Everybody. That's the that entire is world you. Of
1: that's
2: fact. But that's you. You can't make a blanket statement for everybody. But, every athlete oh, in the so country. How, but, how many did
1: did 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 the New Jersey Rockies of the uh, a League of Our Own or whatever the hell it's called make the newspaper that you won the championship last year? What difference does it make? Who cared for anything? It cared to the people
2: that played. It cared to the people that played. It cared to to the people that played. I'll tell you when you went back to work.
5: Did they did they stop work and have a
2: parade for you guys? Who
4: everybody had a job to go to. to.
2: They all see. If you turn this into a mockery, that's that's on you. Okay, and that's because you don't compete anymore. When's the time I you pick up a to goddamn baseball bat?
0: I can still compete. It's a mockery. You're making it a mockery.
2: Okay? You're making it a mockery. Uh, the only it's the mockery I want to make we is a We all go to work one. on Monday, and we, and we go to the batting cages during the week. We stay in shape, and it's the camaraderie of your, of, your, of your teammates to play on a Sunday morning again. No one gives a damn if it's not in the fucking paper or on ESPN. Who cares? It's the passion of, the, the, of the game. You people do not get it. You do not get it. You don't want to get it. You just, you just chuck it off, and it's most of the people that, that can't compete anymore. And whether it's because of choice or injury, if it's injury, my heart goes out. Okay? But don't, don't turn it into a, a joke. Because it's not a joke to the people who get up on a Sunday morning so, at
1: 6.30,
5: drive right. an hour
2: to the field, on, and step on that field on, and play on. the game that they love. All
1: right, okay? hold on. Joining us now to answer some hotly debated questions from tonight is former NHLer, former Boston Bruin, former New York Ranger, former Pittsburgh Penguin, former Edmonton Oiler. We won't say the other team because he still hates the fact that my wife roots for him. My good friend, the one, the only. He is a BU alum, Dan Lacator.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: How are you, buddy? Coach Danny, up, buddy? Angel Danny. I know him. Danny, can hey, you help us with this? Five million or 10, 5 million in the championship Or ten million in the bank when you retired Which would you have rather had Repeat the question again Five million in the championship Or ten million in the bank when you retired from the NHL Which would you have rather had
6: Wow! I would say I'd rather have a championship
2: wow, damn it, you Thank killed you know. Dan You killed my Dan, whole argument Dan,
6: Danny Dan he this is Christ. Tony
2: I know Joy. <laughs> Dan I respect that you're at the professional level. We all wish we could have gotten that far in our other sports, but thank you. That is pure passion, and I love you already, and I haven't. And it's the first time I've had the great pleasure to speak with you. That's a fantastic answer, and I can, I, I love you already. If you ever come here when things open up, I'd love to have a beer with you. Uh, me too. I'd love that.
6: <laughs> They better yeah. open soon, and I, I, I'd be honored to have a beer with Best you. Best
2: answer I've heard in, in in
6: such a long time. And that's they from, from a professional athlete. Take your beer. And that, that's my, my answer. Time. Hey, and that's my answer for having to work as hard as I do now. Obviously, I wish I had the $10 million in the bank, but uh, <laughs> I always have <laughs> so
2: Okay, so the hey, answer Dan, would be Dan, $10 in right? the champions. <laughs> But, Dan, don't we all wish we had that? But you know what? That's that yeah, You had exactly. to love the but, game. But the, uh, Dan, the championship
6: pe- sep- sep- separates you from the rest. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right, exactly Tony, my point
2: question. that I made, and, and, and that's a fantastic uh, answer. It really is. All right.
1: Oh, the you. next <laughs> one about passion for the game, how much it goes away when you're playing. That was his other one.
6: All
3: right,
1: hold on. All so right. what was the question he asked? What, what was it, Tony, about passion for the game? Yeah,
2: passion to play. Yeah.
3: What, when did you lose Dan, the passion Dan
2: answered it. Dan? No, he didn't. No, he Dan didn't. Dan answered the question. No,
3: it's the answer said, yes, he did. Point.
2: He, want, he, he played. He wanted to play to win a championship. You don't do that without passion of the sport that you love. And, yes, it's a business because it's, it was the man's livelihood. It's what put food on the table for him and his family. Okay? But you don't, you don't, want, you don't do that without some passion to play the game. Because there were, I'm sure there are times you're out there, you're not thinking about anything else but winning that game. You don't win a game and leave, and leave your soul on the, on the ice or the baseball field without passion. I'm sorry. And, I, yeah, and I'm speaking well, from experience. Not from a professional level, but just from sheer competing my entire life, which is I still am competing, okay? Okay. You don't
4: do...
1: Jesus.
3: All right, Danny, so, answer. <laughs> so to
6: the, the sum, the sum up that question in my own words is um, passion is what got me to that level. Um, passion is what drives me in what I do today in my own business. Uh, I, I mean, that's just my makeup. That's passion, you know, adrenaline. Like that's what that's what fuels me. That's what drives me. That's what motivates exactly. me. That's what um that's what gets me up in the morning. It it could be whatever, you know. It could be uh it could be the sport. Um, it could be you know a new love interest. It could be it could be whatever. You know, it's. It's yeah. It's that adrenaline. It's that passion. It's that you know. Uh, I'm, I'm like I'm really meticulous. You know, I'm really OCD, and I uh, you know, so I like perfectionist. Like I I have to do it a certain way, and um, you know, but but passion definitely drove me to um, to for me to reach that level. Um, you know, I you know, there's a lot of times where you know I, I could have quit. And um, you know, yep, I was just yep. amazed. I was I was amazed when I got to the professional level with the amount of mental, uh, my, the mind games. The uh, I hate to use this word politics, but uh, but it's, it was, it what is very political. I mean, the mind games that the coaches would uh, play with certain guys. And uh, you know, my best year in Pittsburgh was you know a year that they left me alone. Nobody bothered me. Nobody, nobody, nobody screwed screwed my mind. <clears throat> and, um, you know, but like that passion and that mental uh, toughness not to ever give up or give in, um, you know, to see the light at the end of the tunnel uh, was what is what drove me to, to get to the NHL level. And then, you know, after, you know, after 12 years, 13 years, um, you know, being in Carolina and then you know getting a game winning goal on opening night and then scoring two games later in l a and then getting sent down after you know nine games after that because you know they had they had a guy coming back you know on a one way contract from injury, and they sent me down you know <clears throat> that was it I was done i went I went to Russia, and yeah uh you know it wasn't about me anymore the passion the passion uh passion was gone at that point. Um and not, yeah. not because I wanted it to be. It's just at that point I had I had to think about my uh my kids and uh so um I had to think about the well being of their future uh, financially at that point. So right, um, right. And, and it it was a pleasure to watch you play. Well I appreciate that, you know. <laughs> I uh I'm forty I just turned forty three and you know when i when i was when i was twenty three i you know i figured i was uh, you know i'd still be playing but maybe playing over in europe at this age you know um, <clears throat> but you know life life took me in a different direction, so i uh i you know i had a i had to, you know i had to deal with it and adjust and uh adapt and and uh, um just do what i could to survive so you know right 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 I guess I guess that's what uh, I guess that's what everybody's what everybody's doing right now these days. So, uh, damn it. So, like, but, George, you don't I have, have another question ready?
1: <laughs> uh, no, because I've been sitting here <laughs> trying to think of. I was reading some story that came out about how there's a guy in the Giants and a guy in the Seahawks that are getting first round yeah, money. Yeah, uh, DeAndre Baker. Yeah, idiots.
3: Wait until you hear this they, What are uh, they
5: getting?
1: Uh, they, they,
3: uh, in Florida,
5: they um, allegedly stuck up somebody with a gun.
1: Idiot. Yep. First-round money. <laughs> <in their laughs> still going to get paid? No, probably not. Not with the way the NFL – Oh, uh, probably with the way the NFL is. But Tom Brady will still get yeah. a four-game suspension for allegedly delete uh, – <laughs>
6: Allegedly. Well, I'm, I'm on your show here, so I, I don't want to disrespect it with my own personal views of why certain guys get off and certain other guys, you know.
5: <laughs> um, <sighs> hey, Dan? Yeah? So, first off, I'm a lifelong Raider fan. Yeah, you know, I loved you when you played. Uh, you know, the passion was definitely shown when you played for us. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, who was well, your that, be- Who was your favorite person to play with besides Mario Lemieux? Because I know, I heard on Saturday you love playing with Mario, but besides Mario, what was your best line mate? Well,
6: I got to play the
3: same line as Mark Messier,
6: which um, you know I think a lot of people would uh, would have chosen him. And as you heard on Saturday, obviously Mario was uh, you know playing on the same line of Mario was was way better than what uh, winning the Stanley Cup for me personally. I mean obviously I who doesn't want to win the Stanley Cup? I mean that just changes everybody's lives. Um but um I, I don't know, I mean I played a lot I played along you know, a lot of great guys. Uh Brian Leach was um obviously I mean he was an amazing guy to you know, to play with and uh you know, I I got the Boston I I was there with Joe Thornton for uh you know, for about a week until he got traded to San Jose. Um, you know, he was... Uh, he, he kind of remind, he, he reminded me of a younger Mario, you know, and I, it was unfortunate that uh, I didn't get to play with him long enough um, you know, to... Uh, you know, to really get to know him, but... Uh, you know, Joe Thornton, uh, you know, he had impressed me. I mean, he was a couple years younger than me, but, you know, I had a lot of respect for him. He was the captain of the team, you know. Um... Like I said, I mean, I just I played with a lot of guys along the way. Uh, you know, Brian Leach was certainly you know another you know unbelievable player to play play with. So um, yeah, I played with Ducky Wade, Billy Guerin. uh I mean, I played on a bunch of teams. You know, Martin Verder. I mean, I, you name it. Like I I play with you know most most of these guys. Um, so you know not not too many really uh, bad guys out there in the, in the in this game so all right so I guess uh, I'm not gonna, go dan where where did you have
2: where did you have the most fun uh which which, which team pittsburgh did did it really pittsburgh. matter i mean uh pittsburgh. was it that one year that you um...
6: pittsburgh was my I'm sorry pittsburgh was my okay. uh my favorite place, and, and to, to be honest, when I when I got traded from there with uh Kovalev Col- to uh, New York, um, the deal was done for Kovalev, but uh, Sather wanted me because he he had me in Edmonton, and um, yeah. so that's the reason why I, mean, I was drafted by the Islanders. But that's how I started my first, you know, my initial career in Edmonton was because uh Sather traded for me after seeing me over in uh, Geneva. Um, at the, uh, d- you know, the World uh, Junior Championship, uh, you know, Christ- after Christmas in 96. And, um, you know, he traded for me for Mary Szykowski. And um, so after I was in Edmonton for a year he year or two, he uh, then went to New York. But the Kobe- Kobloff deal was done uh, when I was in Pittsburgh, but it was hung up because they either wanted me in the deal, and Pittsburgh, you know, didn't want to didn't want to deal me but obviously they they couldn't you know, they couldn't risk losing um that you know, the money um, that New York was gonna pay them for, you know, deal for me. <laughs> you know, so they obviously dealt they obviously dealt me because uh it was too much of a financial uh you know, windfall for them. So But Pittsburgh was my favorite and no disrespect in New York at all because to be honest with you I, uh, Kovalev and I left at like maybe 10 o'clock in Pittsburgh at 10 PM. And there was a snowstorm and my, uh, the, my, the vehicle I had was a, uh, it was a two wheel or two wheel drive, you know, um, his vehicle was a four wheel drive and it was, you know, both sedans, but, um, the so life of me. I don't know how I didn't go off, off the road, uh, passing this track, the trailer in the hills of, you know, Pennsylvania and I I I couldn't even see. The lights of the size of this truck like get me on the road and I remember coming into New York City, you know, through New Jersey there on the other side of the Hudson and uh I, you know, like the the bright lights, you know, like the Matchbox twenty song, like the bright lights, you know um Yeah. That's that's how it looked, you know, and it was like kinda a little bit intimidating for me, uh, you know, I was like 24, 25 years old, and um, you know, it's just like, how do I know where to go? How do I get to the practice rank? It's like all these questions, like, you know, because Kovalev still had his, uh, his condo there, so but I just remember driving in, and uh, the city's running parallel with me, and it, you know, it's, it's a big city, and uh, you know, I, I, I loved it there. You know, New York is a great city, a lot to do, but you know, I, I was happy in Pittsburgh. You know, I was, I liked, I liked the way the people were at blue, blue blue, Collar Town, uh, Blue Collar fans, and reminded me of uh, a little bit like a smaller version of Boston uh, with the kind of people that were there. And, uh, and no disrespect to the Ranger fans, because the Ranger fans are nuts, like in a good way. <laughs> like, <they're, laughs> thank you. I, yeah, right. <laughs> I, 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 thank you. I, I. I, I I'm going to. I think one of my first home games, because my first my first game in a range uniform was on the road in Florida. So I got we got we got to New York City at like three a.m. three thirty a.m. Fell asleep by four. We had morning skate at the practice rink in Westchester, which blew me the frig away. uh, That facility um, at that time in two thousand three, and. You know, we had morning. uh, We had practice for the first time. Met my new teammates, and then we were on. We were on our private plane um, on the way out of New York, uh, out of uh, Westchester. And you know, it's kind of ironic now because our president is Trump, and his planes, all his planes were were there. And it was like, you know, it was almost like, where out, you know, where am I, you know, like, like in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was like the poorest team in the league at that time. And, uh, you know, we just, you know, you just didn't travel or live like this, you know, like it went from like the doghouse to the penthouse. And, um, yeah. So my first, my first game in a range uniform was in Florida against the, uh, Panthers. And, uh, I think my first home game was, uh, against the Islanders, which was, that must've been a fun game. I mean, the, the New York fans, they, like I said, like they're insane in a great way. Like their passion um, you know that's why that's why like my second year in New York, I I felt embarrassed like wearing the uniform because of the team I was on. Because these guys, we had we had eighteen individuals out on the ice, and like I felt bad. You know, um, I always felt bad like collecting the paycheck. Not that like obviously I, I mean obviously I always care, but like but it was embarrassing being a part of the team, and um, you know, and I felt bad for the fans, you know. I think by the third period early on in the season, they were booing and Sather, and then, like, each month it crept up, you know, second period, first period. And then by the time we came off with of warm-ups, <laughs> the fucking Boobers were already out. So That was me
1: most of the time, though. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, well. you did also meet your best friend in this world. So, I mean, it did work out for you.
2: <laughs> I did, George. <laughs> so Brian Lee, hey. Frank, great <laughs> <laughs> guy.
1: Let's talk about me. Sure. So, Dan, why I because, got another question
6: for you. George is the only one that wore my jersey. That's why we became best friend. Yep, that's right. <laughs> so, here's a question I, for I, you. Yeah. I, I, yeah.
5: I know you only had, like, about, what, 20, 25 goals scored in the NHL. What was your favorite goal, and what goalie did you actually own the most? Like, you know, was there a goalie that you just felt confident shooting on? And,
6: like, like I said, which one was your favorite sure. Um, well, I'll never forget my first NHL goal because it was against my hometown, Boston Bruins in Edmonton, um, against Andrew Raycroft. So I'll, I'll never forget that because, you know, as a little boy, that's, you know, I mean, I I have a nine year old son and like, you know, just being his age at that time, like that's all you dream about as a kid. Like if you could. You know, be able to even get to that level. Uh, how would you score your first NHL goal game? I mean, I, I happen to get against my hometown Boston Bruins. <laughs> like, um, you know, and it's exactly how. You know, the the puck was in our zone. The faceoff was in our zone. We won the draw. The draw, we broke out. You know, as a three-man unit. The puck went to George's Little uh La Rock, to Chad Kilger. Chad gave it over to me. I stepped over the blue line. I teed up a slap shot, crossbaring in. So I uh, I couldn't have you know, I couldn't have drawn it up any better or painted a you know, picture any better than how that went for me and uh you, but you know, I had a couple of shorthanded goals you know, when I played in Pittsburgh I was a you know, PK specialist there and uh, you know, I had a couple of shorthanded goals that were you know, I was I got tripped and I was sliding across, and I, I still reached my stick out for the puck, and and I just kind of boomeranged it around, and you know went posting in on my on my belly, and um, you know, I, it, you know I I, yeah I only had twenty five goals, um, but you know like I said, you know along the way, and I you know someday I you know I should write a book, but you know I. It, 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 I need a lacrosse stick, you know, from the bench to grab the puck and grab it and shoot it and score, you know. Like, I can't score if, I, if I'm if i out on the ice. Now, and, during the alumni games, do you uh break no, Ray cross uh, balls? Do I what? Do you break uh, Ray cross balls at, during the alumni games, saying that you scored on them? Uh, no, I – if somebody – like, if, if some kid – you know, like sometimes kids will go to the locker room, you know, and get our autographs, like in between, like the, the period. And uh, if, some, if some kid asks me, and, you know, Razor happens to be sitting nearby me, you know, I just kind of jokingly ask the kid to uh, ask Razor how, <laughs> how I got my first <laughs> goal. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah. I tell you what, though, Andrew Raycroft, like, and these are like, the people I, I, I you know, I remember, like, Andrew Raycroft, even though know, I played with him, when I, you know, was with the Bruins in 0506, he is one of the nicest guys, like, you'll ever meet. He is so happy go lucky, like, he and I, like, kind of get each other, because, like, he'll he he he'll understand me, and, like, he'll understand how I'm saying something, so he'll start laughing, and then that'll stop making me laugh, so now we're both laughing, everybody's, like, kind of, like, wondering, like, what the fuck, you know, what the fuck are these two guys laughing at, you know, like, he is <laughs> such a down, like, easy-going, like, Regular guy, like just just a really good person. Um, I have a lot of I have a lot of respect for uh, for, for Ray Croft Um, so yeah, so you know, you know
2: Dan. Yeah, Dan. The measure and value and worth of a player to his team isn't always in all the goals. It's it's your digging on the ice. It's 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 your passing. It's it's your uh, uh, checking somebody into the boards that frees up the puck for your teammate to bring down ice. There's so many things, as they say in baseball, that don't show up in the box score, but you're as valuable as anyone else on that ice. And uh, right. there's a lot to be said for that and a lot but to be proud of for that.
6: I appreciate you saying that. and um, You know, what I was going to circle back on your, your question there, two minutes ago was that you know, I, I got drafted because I scored goals, and it's it's kind of sad to see, like, how, um, when you get to that level, how they pigeonhole you uh, into being a certain way. Um, you know, like, people, I, I get highly offended uh, when someone introduces me or if I'm at an event somewhere or a golf tournament or it doesn't matter where I am, like, someone introduces me as a, uh, you know, Dan was a fighter in the NHL, like, that, I, 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 that's highly insulting, like, I, I hate that, um, I, I'm, I'm insulted by it, I don't like it, because that's not, like, that's not, like, I was a hockey player, and I was, like, for me, I was, like, one of the best hockey players, because like, I got drafted, because I scored a lot of goals, and I could skate, I was one of the fastest skaters on the ice, so, especially for my size, like, the smallest guy in the ice was not going to beat me. Like I made sure I trained every every summer, make sure my speed was as fast as the smallest guy in the ice, and that's that's how it was, you know. And I scored goals, but because of my size, I was looked upon to fight. So I did what I had to to protect my teammates, and and I didn't. Yeah. I, I I did. I I didn't like doing it. I hated it, but I never minded. If I saw a teammate of mine get hit dirty, I never minded going in there and doing what I had to do Right. Uh, to stick up a teammate. Right, you know, right. but I, I I always hated I always I always hated lining up at face-off, and I'm not even gonna say the word because I think it's probably politically incorrect. But the um, the word I was gonna use, but the uh, moron on the other side of me. Uh, lines up, you know. It's like we're gonna go. Like nothing happened. you know. There's, there's nobody, nobody got hit dirty. Like he, he just has to justify his job. So I'm a willing candidate because everybody knew that. Like I had never said no, you know. That I would never, I would never say no to a fight. Because I did, I, you know, I didn't want to stress yeah. myself, you know. Um, but I, I didn't that, like that's it. amazing. I, 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 Th- you know, but,
2: that's but amazing. That's, Before the poke is even dropped, he's saying to you, we have to go. I mean, holy smoke.
6: <laughs> yeah, but that's only the That's amazing. And I understand, like, I understand what he's doing because he's trying to justify his paycheck. And, you know, his paycheck is for him to go out there and get five minutes to go in the penalty box. <laughs> so, for right. me, right. you know, for me, like, I, I, you know, I want – like, I, I couldn't sleep on game days, like, especially not in New York. Like, in Pittsburgh – Pittsburgh, I was okay because I knew I was still going to play anywhere from like, you know, 13 to 20 minutes a game in Pittsburgh. New York, it's like, it could be anywhere from like five to nine minutes. And like, you're not even really, like, you're not even contributing. Like, it's, you know, it's, I, it's, it wasn't the same. And, uh, you know, like, in Pittsburgh, I, I could, I could nap because even though I knew that, you know, Ty Domi was coming in that night, like, I was, yeah, he might want to fight me, but like, I might have a chance to score tonight like because that's the opportunity I had in Pittsburgh was, like, I was allowed to play hockey. But when I was in New York and Boston, right. it's like, oh, you're not really playing much. Now I became that guy on the other side of the aisle that was asking to fight because I'm trying to justify my team. And, um, and I, I yeah, just, there's just, there's just, a lot it's to be. tricking yeah. enjoyment out of it for me. You know, it's just like it ruined the game for me. I, I um, Yeah. And I'm not I'm not talking like fighting room. I'm I'm talking the way these coaches um, play these mind games. Uh, I'm not sure, you know what it's like now. Seems like, you know, these guys are all treated like you know fairies. You you know what, Dan,
2: from from the the level that you were at, and then they turned that on you. That that in just plain English sucked. You know, because like I'm uh, a coach
6: now. And you know what I do, you know, my kids are nine years old. You know what I do with these kids? Like I try to build them up, you know, even, even if a kid screwed up or a kid is a, one of the weaker kids on the team, I try to build them up because like the greatest thing you can have is confidence. And like in Pittsburgh, when they left me alone, and when I mean they left me alone, like they gave me the confidence. Like they just let me, they trusted right. me and they let me do my thing. So like when I had that confidence, I was unstoppable. Like I, I was unstoppable. Like I, I felt like a machine. Like when someone believes in me and someone like shows me that they, they care or that they, you know, like they're in my face and they're showing me that like they care, and they trust me. I'm like I, I feel like unstoppable, and uh, and that's how Pittsburgh treated me that year. And and that's that's what I try to instill into my kids. Like that, you know, I want them to to know that I believe in them. And you know, if I If I, uh, you know, there's something I need to work on. I'm gonna tell them because, like, they should know. They should know. Like, listen, you gotta work on this because it, you're, you don't play as much in certain positions because or situations because you know you need to work on this. So if you work on this, like, and you get better at this, then you probably will now be, you know, on the power play or on the penalty kill. Like, but you gotta work on this. You know, I I had this one kid. He, I had this one kid. I, I chose you know, I picked him as a defenseman. He's, um, he's a, he's a football kid too. Uh, and, um, but his father, like his father's a football guy, but his father loves hockey. He wanted his, he wanted his kid to play hockey. So I, 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 you know, I picked the kid, uh, as a defenseman. Like he was getting, you know, he was getting turned like a pylon. And, um, uh, you know, I asked, you know, it's my team. and I run the team how I want, but like, I asked the father, I said, Hey, like I'm thinking about moving Aiden to, uh, he's like oh man he's like he's "He's a Frenchman. like i'm like well listen i'm telling you right now he's not cutting it back there like i have to move the forward because i have to kind of hide so i moved the forward this kid this kid lost him he he by the end of the season was one of my best players on the team and yeah you know because the kid got confidence the kid moved the forward he wasn't getting beat and feeling bad about himself i moved the forward he started contributing, and he became he, he just like blocked him from there. Like he just by the end he was he was my first um first kid I picked on be on my team for next year. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: And given yeah, it's a great it, yeah, it's an awesome story. Um,
4: uh, I, I George is uh, pop, and my
2: coaches are
6: yeah. Uh, no, I was saying I didn't mean to sidetrack sidetracked. I'm just talking about the. Way I just it just no, blew it's my it's mind for the longest time when I when I was in the NHL. It just blew my mind, like because I couldn't comprehend like what was going on because I, I I I always thought that coaches should you know give you or try to give you uh, as much confidence as possible. You know, but agreed, agreed. Diff- yes, it's, it's, it's different at that level. So, which is which is uh. You know, I I think a lot of fans don't, you know, or people don't realize that, like, that's that's the way it is there, you know? So So who was your favorite? You need confidence on every level.
2: You need confidence on every level of play. I mean, that's that's an intangible that that doesn't go away, you know?
6: I'll tell you guys one thing that uh, that would have made all you New Yorkers uh, real happy was that. Because I I think George or somebody was just asking me about uh who my favorite coach was and um oh, my, my favorite coach would have been uh if, if he should have been given the head coaching job but he wasn't was Terry O'Reilly. Now if Terry O'Reilly was given the head coaching job in New York, we would have made the playoffs right So Wow. Uh yeah. yeah. Yep. But they gave it to Tom Rennie. Who was a who was a politician? You know, he was he was, right, 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 right. he was the best friend of every guy. The best friend of every guy because all he was doing was backstab uh, and stay uh, there and in O'Reilly just to get the head coaching job. And then once he got the head coaching job, he became he took his mask off. So um, um, yeah, I have, no respect, I have no respect. No respect for guys like that. So, he, he, you know, he was, so, he yeah, was so, my so, best so, friend. He was always in my ear. Hey, you know, what's going on? Like, you know, this or that. And then all of a sudden, he became head coach, and then he sat me. <laughs> like, and then and the there, was, somebody obviously told him to stop playing me, and then I scored five goals the next, like, like eight games. And three of them was was me was, was and left on the line. But Larry Brooks didn't like that combination, so – <laughs> so after I scored like three, you know, because you know, you know who ran the team that year, all those years with Larry Brooks.
1: I, I and that's I why him and me Tortorella don't get along.
6: So <laughs> we were heading. So my training, so training camp, we had it up in. Uh, we went to Burlington, Vermont, for training camp, and we're on the bus ride up. And I remember uh, we had a couple practices in New York before we left for uh, Burlington, and. uh <laughs> So I happened. So Sather had me on the third line with Bobby Holik, and like we we were, you know, we were you know gelling, okay. And uh, the morning we left for Burlington Vermont, in the paper, Larry Brooks seriously questioned that move by Sather. By the time we got to Burlington Vermont next day of practice, that was that that was done because Larry Brooks didn't uh, like it, huh? so just said change it now i now here is here's here's one of the best stories. We had an ABC game in New York against Colorado Avalanche at one o'clock, so there's no morning skate. We practice out in Westchester as whatever lines we were, right? I get up in the morning, I get the paper i or online, I see Larry Brooks's article. And what he thinks the Lions should be, completely, like, not what the lines were on Friday. I get to the rink, <laughs> and the lineup is exactly what Larry Brooks put in the paper. It was embarrassing, <laughs> absolutely embarrassing,
2: unbelievable, oh, God, unbelievable.
6: George, that 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 was that fight with uh, Dan Heinold. Oh, I remember that one. Remember that? Yeah, he's a buddy of mine. He and I played on the USA teams together. Mm-hmm. He asked me at the face off, okay? And I I don't disrespect him for this because I knew why he was asking me. So in this instance I have respect for a guy like this because not because I know him, because I know that he he's my age, you know, we were both young. He's you know, he's trying to make a name for himself. He asked me to fight. And <laughs> it was Yeah. Poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as we as we learned Saturday
1: night, Ty Domi, poor bastard.
6: Yeah, <laughs> I think I was the poor bastard on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I know where are right
0: That's an inside joke. Uh, that's
1: <laughs> an inside joke, that George. Mm-hmm. But no, you still aren't. Um, Tony, you missed that Ty Domi story, but let's just say Domi's a piece of shit.
6: Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, know
2: much about the man. I just only I, I just know from watching t- you know the games on TV. I, I don't know Royal much about behind the scenes stories. <laughs> no, Tony, I uh, that
6: No, I, I was just you know telling George. I mean, I always have respect for the guy, and I, I you know I almost didn't want to make it to the NHL because I didn't want to play against him, but. He, he, I was just telling George that uh, my the first time I fought him, I, I I fought him five times. The first time I fought him, he he uh, he tried sucker me uh, before the puck was dropped on my face off, and uh, I, that was I just said uh, lost all respect for him from that point. So, but, but yeah, but you know sure. he kept me, he kept me in the game though. Like you know, as long as he was around, I was around. So when he retired, that was my last NHL season. So. I was telling George that it was almost worth, uh, you know, offering to pay the guy to uh, to stay around or something. Not that, I, you know, not that it would have made sense to me to continue playing, but um, <laughs> you know, as long as he was around, I was around. So, um,
2: you know, one one of the but, things about being a good coach is knowing what your player can do. And when they left you alone in Pittsburgh and you excelled, it makes you wonder why. You you know, you come to New York. But they want you to do something else. I I don't understand that. Why take a man out of his element and then try to do something an old, else?
6: It's an old um, school mentality. That and I'm not I'm not disrespecting old school because my dad's old school. But like, I'm, like so Tony. Uh, no, I, I don't mean old school. Like like these guys. Uh, they're they're setting their ways like in the old way. Not, again, I'm, I'm I'm not disrespecting the. Um, You know, my elders and I say old way. I'm just saying that, like, they they get set in their way of thinking, and they don't, they don't. It's because it's, it's the way everybody's been doing it, and they, they don't, they don't want to change it. Now, you know, you know, my biggest beef was was morning skate. Pre-game skate was like, in my opinion, was a waste of energy because now you're out there skating for an hour, and then I gotta go eat, and then go try to take a nap, and then. Get back here for seven o'clock at night to play a game? Like that doesn't work for me. Like I want to sleep in. I want to stay up you at know, like three or four o'clock. You know, I, I want to stay up until three or you know, four it's o'clock funny at night.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know what, Dan? You just you just hit on something. The other the other day, I was watching something on TV, and they were talking about team practices. Uh, it was on the NHL Network. I I, I can't yeah, pinpoint exactly. Now. Yeah, they're changing it.
6: Now. And I, you know, I was saying to
2: myself, and because you just, you just hit on it, I was saying to myself, I mean, you know, they, they, they have these guys get out there. I mean, bad enough the season is a grind, and they're out there morning skates and everything. And I'm saying to myself, they got to go back and try to relax, and and then you got to go out and worry about playing a game. I, I, I never understood, like, why get them
6: out there. You, know, you want to know
2: why? Uh, why it around.
4: They
6: did this. I mean, that's... I'm going to give you the answer right now. The reason why... Because it just baffled me for years. The reason why they did this was because of the Russians. They implemented this because the Russians were doing this back in the 70s and the 80s. And this is what they went to because the Russians were doing it. and Or the Soviet Union. Interesting. So, yeah, right. so that's it, the interesting. reason why, I, interesting. That's the reason that, why that's... they started doing this. But, like... I told George in uh either I don't know, Saturday or another conversation but I told I told George my best games you might you know what my best games were were the one o'clock A B C games. Wanna why? Because I got up uh, I always check it to get the rank at least three and a half hours before the game. Um, but you know, I'd right. get up you know I'd get up at uh whatever, eight o'clock. I'd eat some like eggs and waffles and like and I go down to the rink, and then I start taping my sticks and do my thing in the locker room, and start stretching and right and gear up for the game. And like my best games were the one o'clock games because like I I did it my way that day. And like, but like for the seven o'clock games, I got to get up, go down to the rink, put my gear on, go skate, skate hard because I'm not playing much, so I got to try to impress the coach still that like you know I'm working hard. Now my energy's shot in the morning. Same with the rest of the team. So agreed. It, uh, yeah. It, so like, agreed. You put your gear on, you're taking it off, you shower, and then you go going to eat. It's 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 a goddamn process all day, like until seven o'clock. Um. So your energy's already, you're not you're not at your peak. And a guy like me, I couldn't sleep on game day, so, so I just laid there staring at the ceiling for three hours. So, um, you know. You know, my, my ideal situation would be like if they just let you do what the, what the hell you wanted to do and not be judged. Because, like, you know, if you wanted to skate, you could skate. If you didn't want to skate, you'd have to skate, and it wouldn't mean that, like, you didn't care or we're going to sit. So, you ex- know, yes, because. Exactly. So, exactly. So for me, everybody I would love is to stay different. Up to work. Right. Yeah, because I, I know what would work for me. If I stayed up to three or four o'clock at night watching TV or doing whatever the hell I want to do. And then I sleep until yeah. like, you know, like two o'clock. Get up, eat, go play the game, and then do the whole thing back over again. Like that's how, that that you know, that's how the schedule should be. Oh you
0: know? yeah, like, I don't. Know.
6: Hey,
2: you know what I'm saying?
6: Yeah, does. I agree. I person, me, I always, yeah. yeah. I always said it should be like baseball. Baseball, they play a seven o'clock game. They don't go there for a morning throw around a morning exactly. Bra- oh they get, god, they get they get their like. Two, three o'clock, and and they take their batting practice. They do the walk. They they chill out. They play video games in the locker room and do whatever the hell they do because they're really not, you know, exerting much energy. But, um, but that that, that should have been the routine for for hockey. You
1: know,
3: hey, Danny, let yeah. me ask you
1: this because I when I was out in Vegas in January, I went out to the Knights practice room because they have a school store and a great bar.
3: And it was I'm an not optional talking, skate. I was not
6: telling Joe, Joe Vegas.
1: I'm Just sorry. Oh, you know, hey, I like it. But when I was out there, and I was telling Tony this, and because we, we were trying to figure out why Gerard Gallant uh, fired, were you ever at an optional skate where the head coach wasn't on the ice?
6: Um. Yeah. I, I mean. Um. Well, yeah, it would say there for sure. Um, <laughs> Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, I, Rick Keough was, you know, he was uh, a new head coach. So I, I'm sure he – well, there's actually a few times he didn't go out there. Um, and it wasn't a big deal because, like, you know, like Joey, Joey Mullen would have been out there and, uh, um, you know, just the guys who, you know, wasn't like Mary Lemieux or Kovalev or Robert Wang or – you know, well, I don't yeah how it was, but Darius Kasparitis. Um. so, yeah, so it wasn't any big deal, like if it was an optional skate and the head coach wasn't out there like it's it's not a formal it's not a formal skate around. so it wasn't really uh, perceived as a big deal so um i I played against that um that Galante guy when he was coaching um, um you know I, I I don't know him personally, but you know, I I think you did a hell of a job. Uh, I, you know, I, I, again, I don't know why you got fired. Yeah, it's just that that's the other problem in sports. It doesn't matter what sport it is, that it's it's it, it's a it's a you know turnstiles you know system here. Like it's they 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 just go through coaches. You know, like they change their pants. You know, um. It, you know, I, I never guy. understood
2: that for continuity, unless the coach was doing something really blatantly bad, or he wasn't motivating right, or he wasn't getting through to the players, etc. Or Larry broke said he should get fired. You know, it, <laughs>
6: yeah, it's just Damn it, a, just amazing. It's it's. Uh, he still does he still have his big cushy? Uh, you know, yep, job yep. there in his apartment by the Dolans. Yep. Yeah, he's uh, still the president. Yeah. Wow.
1: Talk
5: about to into
6: get... uh, a lottery ticket.
1: <laughs> well, you Dolan know? only cares about his franchise that wins, and that's Billy Joel. So, the hell does he care?
6: <laughs> Why does he, uh, does he does he own a record label?
1: No, Billy Joel no, plays does the there residence. once a month. <laughs> yeah, Billy Joel plays there once he a was.
0: month. <laughs> oh, Billy yeah, Joel's yeah. like the dropkicks.
1: Right. He just plays there once a month. It's awesome. You got to come down for that.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I actually uh, I saw Dave Matthews and uh, Tim Reynolds uh, play there at the Garden. I'm trying to think of it, if I saw any other concerts there. Um I saw Dave Matthews also in uh, Central Park too. That was uh two thousand uh, three. Um, hmm. yeah, I I miss New York. I you know I I I uh, speaking of New York, um uh, you know one of my favorite restaurants was up by Lincoln uh, uh Lincoln uh, the Lincoln, uh square? Or Lincoln Circle? What do they, what do they call it? Lincoln
0: oh, uh, Lincoln Columbus Center. Circle.
6: What is it? Lincoln what? Oh, no, Lincoln. The Lincoln
2: Center, yeah. and it's by yeah, uh, Columbus no, Circle, Columbus. like Angel said.
6: Yeah, yeah Columbus Circle. Because um, I'd walk up. I was, I was like, up by uh, 72nd or something on the West Side Drive. And then I'd walk over, like, three, four blocks over to, like, towards Central Park. And uh Pomodoro's. Right. I don't know if you guys ever heard of cuz there's a million restaurants in New York, but this was an unbelievable Italian place. Not you know, it wasn't in Little Italy. This this place was one of the best that in like uh I think it was Rue fifty seven. Is Rue fifty seven still around down there? I can't even tell you. No, um, I don't think
4: so. Um,
2: I well, I, I vaguely remember the one you just mentioned. Uh, the other fa- uh, very popular Italian restaurants were uh, Tony D'Apolo's and Carmine's.
5: Yeah, Carmine's is a big yeah. one. Yeah,
6: yeah, I they, think I've They, been they, they are Carmine's in the Times probably. Square area. Yeah, this Pomodoro oh, on the, the circle. It was uh, I, I've always been curious to look them up and see if they're still there because they are. Like, I like to take a, uh, you know, like a. Maybe a weekend or a couple of nights down in New York and uh, and go eat there again because I would go there I go there you know after a lot of my games so but and New York I I, I, you I know I adjusted you. to New York liked it you know I liked it a lot you know it's a, it's it's a fast pace yeah, you what's know going a on more now. fast just... yeah this is this is ridiculous. You got this. You got this. Coop in uh, Michigan. This governor lady that took away this guy. This, this barber guy. He's been he's, he's been a barber for over fifty years. He's seventy seven years old, and uh, you know he came out and said that he you know he wants to work. She took his she took his goddamn license away. Yeah. Um,
5: well, I wonder what's going to happen down that's, here cause it, on that's Monday, sick. on Monday they're going to have a watching- gym open up. uh Attila's gym in Belmar. Uh, the guy said, he's like, listen, I don't give a shit. We're going to open up. and you know, We're going to open up. We're going to do it safely. Like, they showed his gym, and they showed it that, you know, they had the machine spread apart. You know, he says they're going to be taking temperatures. And, you know, he says, listen, we understand the consequences that can happen. We're ready for it. You know, but you can't keep holding people down. And then, no, uh, like.
6: It's... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if. If you have if you have a concern then stay home. You can't you can't like make you know the rest of society stop. You know, agreed. And like my my biggest problem with this is now this is infringing on our freedom uh as Americans and uh I I have a problem with that because like now you're telling people what they can and cannot do, you know. So That's that's not okay. But yeah, it's. But people are now. Well, yeah, I think the the honeymoon of, hey, I don't have to work, is, like coming to an end for a lot of people because I think a lot of people are getting like anxious and bored and frustrated and, you know, like, yeah, like I had like a good like week or two weeks of like, you know, it sucked. My business, my phone stopped ringing, but. You know what I did? I I, I took care of projects in my house. Like, I tried utilizing that time and, like, doing shit around my house that I had to pay somebody to do. And, um, you know, so I got got shit done. But you know, people now, like, they want want to get back to work. Dan,
5: it's crazy because I got a good friend, and he's a manager at Lowe's. And we had a big discussion about how he's getting upset because people are coming in. I got to get mulch. I got to get this. I'm like, okay, well, here's the thing. First off, you got these big companies, and you're letting people go shop there, but mom and pop, you can't go buy. You know, a lot less people going to mom right. and pop. But you're letting them come in. You're running ads saying to come in and get this stuff. So if you were truly being responsible a company, you say only come here for emergency items. Mm-hmm. You know, the other stuff, You know, once this clears up, We'll give you your sales on the mulch. We'll give you your sales on this. Uh, We'll give you your sales on wine. And I was like, some of
1: us need our proper 12. God damn it. Well, listen, I'm just saying, you can't get upset.
5: You know, Joe, you know, Jimmy going to the store to get the mulch because, you know, I'm home. I got stuff I got to do at home or else I'm going to go crazy. Just watching
6: TV and everything on TV. Corona this, Corona that. Now, I don't like so we don't have a lowest up here on uh, Cape Cod because they're <laughs> regulations, but we got we got a half a size uh, Home Depot. And my essential need on Sunday was Roundup. <laughs> I, can you go to, Wal- no, you go to no, Walmart for that? No, in all honesty, though, like that's not an yeah. essential business, you know. But like, but it was essential to me on Sunday because I had my my day planned. It was Mother's Day. I didn't have my kids and. So I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna do two to three hours of uh of uh weed kill and grass kill and then I'm gonna I'm gonna spread twenty That's yards right of uh wood chips. It's right. your
2: right to do it, and So you should be able to I, do I was that. driving
6: down I was driving down uh Route twenty eight. That's like the main besides uh the main highway here on Cape Cod, which is Route Six. Route twenty eight runs parallel to that. And I was driving down through Dennis, um you know, went by this local place called uh, O'Shea's. Uh, it's an old, it's an Irish pub. It's uh, yeah. I had some amazing nights in there, and uh, and then uh, you know I'm looking at that place and like I feel I feel bad for you know I feel bad I feel bad for the people that own that place. And then I drive by the Christmas tree shop, which is like a uh, I don't know. You guys must know what the Christmas tree shop is, right? Yeah, we got yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So. I drove by the Christmas tree shop, which which originated from here, and I'm like, I said to the, you know, the guy that helps me, uh, you know, for my business, I'm like, I'm like, wh- why why is the Christmas tree shop closed and Home Depot's open? Like, what the hell's the difference? You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I don't I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it.
3: So, but,
1: that That is one of those, like, why, they're the same fucking store. The same type yeah. of story. Still a big box retailer, or they just don't have enough. Uh, you know, the liberals don't like them. Yeah. I think the liberals yeah. don't like them.
6: Yeah. Well, they
1: definitely don't like. like well, they definitely don't like Hobby Lobby, and that's why they're closed.
6: A lot of people are getting. But my point is that you are seeing a lot of people. They're getting on edge now about you know being shut down and like. You know, like the other thing too, like it affects. You know, what all these kids like? These kids need to go to school. Like, they what about their sports? You know, like, I'm wondering yeah. like, if, if, I wonder if we're going to have my son's hockey season next year. And, like, my daughter, who's a swimmer for I mean, she swims at least 10 and a half months out of 12. And, um, you know, like, she's like really upset that she can't swim. I mean that's that's her passion. Like she loves swimming. Like she wants to swim, and like she's right. being told she can't swim. That, that's Same. not that's not right. Like that's like if if you're you know if you're concerned about your own health and safety, then stay the hell home. So it's not right that you know you're, you're being told like what you can and cannot do. But
5: yeah, you know, I can I can I don't live know. with the whole wear wear a mask thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, okay, wear a mask. I got gotcha. you. You know, that that's how you can stop the transmittal? fine. But allow me to do what I want to do. You know, I will do you it, know
0: what and do. I'll be responsible. I agree. You
6: know, going forward. I, I agree. You know what I ordered on Amazon was, like, these, uh, not the bandanas, but the ones that you pull the, up. So, the neck so kind of yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So I ordered, like, nine different, like, patriotic, like, ones. Like, a couple of them, like, had, like, the American flag, skull, um, they're they're pretty cool. You can find them on Amazon. And,
4: yeah, uh, I actually ordered uh,
5: five. Yeah,
6: yeah, so yeah. I, I just I got I, them
5: in like last week, and they're awesome.
6: Yeah, so they should be in. They should be in tomorrow, or the next day, and I'm like, I'm I'm like pretty excited. Uh, you know, because when I was a kid, like I used to love wearing bandanas because like I wanted to be like a cowboy or something, you know. And uh, do, do you feel like going into some like, of these places with a bandana? You think you're gonna
5: rob them? <laughs> Like I feel, well, I feel yeah. supposed to get to going in. I'm like, do I sneak into this place or do I just walk in?
6: Do I am my guns blazing? Well, I guess like now's the time for anybody who wants to start robbing places. <laughs> they can go ahead and walk in, <laughs> and not you know, um, not create suspicion. Yeah, I'm not wearing a my, my actually my kids uh, a a friend of theirs uh grandmother you know took some whatever old, you know, some clothing he made, like, some face masks for the kids and, uh, they're, like, pretty cool, like, you know, face masks and um, uh, but I, I just can't wear that, you know, that standard white, you know, um, 3M type face mask, so so I, I ordered these so I can keep it on my neck and then if I have to go into a place I'll just pull it up over my, over my nose, you know? Yeah, it's pretty comfortable. Plus it's got a cool, it's got a cool logo on it, so you know, yeah, that, that's a the, business. The new normal, business, right? Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. If you want to start a new business, start a face mask
1: uh, business. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure you but, can get a mouth because everybody else is like, you know, six months behind on orders. By the time we get them, yeah, they'll yep.
3: be fucking.
1: By the time you get those fucking Disney ones, they'll be all out of. You don't have to wear them anymore. Well, you should say so George. <laughs> What's that? I'm
5: actually surprised, Danny, you're getting yeah. yours so quick. Mine, mine took about three weeks to come in.
6: Yeah, I originally said, like, so this was, uh, what's today? What's today? Thursday?
3: Yeah. I think I yeah. ordered on
6: Monday. Yeah, I think so, I ordered on Sunday or Monday or something. And I think they said, like, the 24th. But then, like, it changed from, like, the 14th to the 18th. So, I don't know. But, um, I mean, I, I had to wear a mask anyways for my business all day. So, uh, because I was spraying bleach. So, um. But yeah, whatever. So hopefully things will get back to normal soon. Yeah, so horror, horror, I, w- I will. I lift the gods' ears, right? Yeah, yep. exactly. So, um, so any other topics, George?
1: I don't think so. We've been doing this for like two and a half so, hours now. You want to do no. your own
3: podcast, Danny?
1: Yeah, we've been doing it for two and a half hours. You've only been on for an hour. Oh,
6: uh, just just an hour? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Feels like
1: <laughs>
2: feels like longer, huh? It, I'll talk to you later, Danny. It was it a very matter. enjoyable hour uh, with you. It was a pleasure to speak with you.
6: Yeah, no, no, and thank you, Tony. And, no, it's a you know pleasure. Uh, you know, you have me on and. Um, yeah, you know, it's always good to talk to you, George. And Tony, it was nice uh, meeting you. Uh, George, George spoke very yeah, highly we... about you. See, look at that, Coach. You well, thought I I talk shit about you. Old, so. <laughs> since, well, I know he's seven
2: years old, so since he's seven years old, Dan.
6: Yeah, well, he was he, on. He George <laughs> had me on Saturday, and he was he was talking about you, and uh, so he, he texted me today, and. Uh, you know he told me that you were gonna be on tonight, so he yeah, asked so if I'd be on, and you know of course uh, you know i wanted to come on and you know talk to you and you know um i you know I've very i very much I appreciated want i want to say thank you for uh, all your time and uh, effort and to uh everything you did along the way coaching yourself you know um you know my dad my dad's a yeah yeah of we did and, it
2: for years and
6: you know i know how many lives did it is and uh, uh, and, uh I, 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 Thank you for that. Well, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a uh, you know, it's a thankless job. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's all, basically it's all volunteer. And, uh, you know, anybody who coaches, I have a lot of, I have a lot of respect for because, you know, I know coaching my kids team, it, the amount of time it takes, you know, uh, to organize all this stuff and, um you know, it's, it's yeah it's it's a lot it's amazing it's a lot, right it's a lot that the coaches do yeah it is you know it's a it's a lot that goes into coaching and it's not just you know uh, it, uh, it, just showing up and putting on the laces and going out and just running practice so but exactly yeah, you know.
2: uh, George's pop and i we did it together for fifteen years um in our hometown, and um yeah you, you said it. it there's there's so much more involved uh than just showing up. And making up a lineup and then letting the kids play. You got to teach them. You have to give them confidence. You have to not, not let them get down. You, you can't raise your voice. It's got to be always motivational. And, and you, there's things you got to do. And it, I loved it. And, um, you know, I, I'm a baseball guy. And uh, I, there was a lot I could teach them. I mean, I was taught by pros when I was in college. And um, I just, I couldn't wait to pass on what I had learned to these young kids. And a lot of these kids, like George, you know, they, you know, from Little League into the Babe Ruth League when they get older, and you you, you sort of watch them grow in front of your eyes, like your own kid. You know what I mean? And um, it, was, it was just, uh, it was so rewarding. I, I can't. There's no price tag to put on it, and I can't even explain it uh, in words, but the 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 joy you get from watching them develop and things that you've been telling them and teaching them and then they actually go do it, there's no better reward for to a coach, you know?
6: Well, it it is rewarding. And, um, you know, I, I saw, you know, along the way where my dad coached, you know, how many, um, you know, what? what he meant to a lot of, a lot of kids, uh, you know, like kids who had broken homes, you know, like that didn't really have a father. And, uh, you know, my dad was, uh, yeah. my dad was strict and he was, he was hard on, he was hard on kids. And, uh, you know, growing up, I, I'd have, you know, kids ask me like, how how do you live there? Like, how do you, how do you live with them? Like, cause they, they were afraid of him, you know, and uh, just cause he, he was, yeah. he was disciplined, you know? And uh, I'm like, well, <laughs> like I'm still here, so can't be that bad, you know. I mean I, I i was I was the most like active, busybody kid that was always like getting into, you know, I, I did a lot of bad shit when I was a <laughs> kid. Yeah, you know, I remember my friends and I. We 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 set this house on fire because the people moved out. We, we 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 went in. These people moved out. We broke in, and um, you know, it's kind of like our it. giant sport. <laughs> And so, like, I was yeah. seven years old. We lit this house on—we let this house on fire. It was like, <laughs> oh yeah, it was. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah. So, like, my Same my thing parents you hear, hear this story.
6: Yeah, I, I. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that.
4: <laughs>
6: <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> but that, you know, I, Dan, don't worry. I think so the statue happens of limitations Vegas stays in Vegas. Don't worry. <laughs> I I remember this, uh, we got your, this, Dan, we got your back, Dan. We got your back. Yeah, I got the bail we money
6: right? <laughs> I, I, I one other story. We, we had this tree, we had this tree next to the house that my, that my mother hated. My father wouldn't, wouldn't let her, uh, wouldn't let her, uh, you know, take it down, you know? So I got home, I got bored one day and I, my buddies and I, we, we took the sorrow and we started cutting this, this tree down. <laughs> So, oh my God! Uh, so the, the tree just misses the house, right? So my dad gets home, and he sees the he sees the tree down. He starts chasing me around the house, doing doing laps around the house, trying to trying to catch me, and uh, you know. So, but, uh, <laughs> but no, like I I I love uh, I love teaching these kids. Um, you know, then like. You know, I I can be high high strong at times, what I'm told. But um, you know, oh, I know we never saw that on the ice. <laughs> no, you high <laughs> strong. No, I never
3: believe <laughs> it. No, no, <laughs> not you, Dan. But I, know. First but I do
6: have, uh, <laughs> but I do have a lot of uh, a lot of patience though, and uh, especially with these kids. These, these kids really help teach me. Uh, you know, I, I, especially during the hockey season. Like I, these kids teach me uh, patience. You know, because you got to be patient with these. You Know with nine year old kids, and uh, you know, it's, it's 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 it is so rewarding. And I, I was gonna ask you, Tony, did you how, if you don't mind me asking, uh, how, how old are you? He served up 67,
1: uh,
2: last 68
6: supper.
1: next month. Hey, he has Jesus's cell phone number, Danny. That's how old he is. Uh, I was gonna uh, ask you if
4: you're Dan, if you
6: ever I'm sixty. His first his first pair of cleats were Jesus cruisers. No, I was. I was going to ask you uh, because since you're in the base, you know, in the baseball, like if you ever came across in your travels uh, a guy named uh, Walter uh, Reniak, Walter Reniak,
5: that's
2: Wade Boggs's yeah. old no hitting coach, right? No, yes, yes. I, I came across. Uh, now I I don't know the gentleman, but I came across a lot of ex pros. Playing down in Fort Myers every uh, November for the last seventeen years or so, um, you know, running into ex-pros like Bill Lee and Rick Miller, Dennis Oil Can Boyd. Um,
0: well, George, but,
6: uh, George, I haven't George, run into George him.
0: Started.
6: Yeah, Walter, Walter played with my dad at Natick. and uh, yeah, he's oh, long really? time. Oh, really? Wow. Be, uh, oh yeah, yeah. And then my uncle was. Uh, I don't know if you remember. He he held the record for the Detroit Tigers for a long time until Pedro Martinez broke it. Um, remember Joe uh, Joe Coleman, the pitcher.
4: Oh yeah. Joe's probably
6: Joe's probably in his upper seventies now.
4: Yes, yes,
2: Joe Coleman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he
6: he he's uh, I think he retired. I think his last couple of years was down in Lakeland, Florida, but he was with the. He was with the Anaheim Angels for a long time. I think the uh, Texas uh, Rangers. Uh, Trying to think where else he was, but he he finished in Lakeland. I forget whose farm team that was. Um, but yeah, he was my my mom is a twin, so it was my mom's uh, twin sister's husband. So. Oh wow! Yeah, Joe Joe Coleman. Yeah, he held the record for strikeouts uh, in the playoffs up until Pedro broke it back in, I don't know, t- 2003 or 2004. So.
2: Wow, uh, okay. Yeah, no, I definitely remember the name, no doubt. Hey,
6: Danny, now, uh, I, baseball, give a no, I was just <laughs> going to say, baseball. I was actually a better baseball player than a hockey player. Uh, to give you a really? Oh, my play. God. What, what position yeah. did you play? I played the three most important positions. What position? Pitcher, catcher, and first- per- Pitcher, catcher, and first. And, and center field? <laughs> pitcher, catcher, and first ah, base. Three most important positions. I position. love center field. Yeah. Oh. I always wanted to play. <laughs> All right. I wanted to play center field just because you could roam that outfield, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, I, yeah, I always, that's, that's, you know, I always wanted to do that. That's fun. my
2: uh, that's my passion, yep. yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I've I love there. baseball. I mean. Interesting. What?
1: I'll I'll give you a quick
6: story about Tony
1: I'm 14 I'm almost I'm just over 15 This fucking nut puts together a roller hockey team In a men's league He starts diving (laughs) across the crease Like he's fucking Dominic Koscik Sliding out to the blue line On his fucking Milik pads He fucking trips, uh, Trips this guy Coming in on a breakaway The guy gets up in his face So what do I do I go and fucking cross check the guy Fucking Tony's going, nice, good job. That guy's ready to kick the shit out of me. Tony sits in his fucking <laughs> gold mackerel, <laughs> he's fixing his mask. Like the they- typical fucking goaltender he was. <laughs> well,
4: Dan, That's Dan,
2: Dan I, didn't have, I didn't have enough time to get back up on my feet. George was already skating to the guy. So I said, hey, yeah, good was- job, George.
0: <laughs> yeah, good
1: job. You're going to get your teeth knocked down your throat. But nah, good job. <laughs> That's right. I, I I did the first part. Of, hey George, I did the first part of it for you. Oh so
0: yeah. I took you know. Yeah took
4: yeah.
1: sure. That guy still wants to kill me. Hey Dan, fucking fucking Dan hey, I, I've <laughs> been
2: known I've been known to uh, I, I I've been known to have a little Billy Smith in me. Little <laughs> Billy Smith. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a
2: good analogy. <laughs> And, and and Dan, you know, I, let me ask you. Let me ask <laughs> You're you. You're doing it at 67 uh, still, years old. Still, you fucking nut. <laughs> well, I'm still at it, and you? I feel like I'm 27. Yeah, I'm i still. I you, play in a roller hockey older, uh, league. I play goalie. I still at it. I uh, play hardball, and you know, it, it, it's the passion, the, the the love of the game, both baseball and playing goalie. It, do you ever get the bug? Uh, to go out and just compete, even if it wasn't, you know, against, well, I guess it would be against other pros. It, it, like uh, like I go to uh, Fort Myers in November. Now we have our fingers crossed to this year that it's going to be open. But we play where Minnesota and Boston play, okay, in November. Uh, is there anything like that in hockey for you guys? And if there was, would you have that um, desire to just go
6: out and play again? Well, I I do it with the Bruins alumni. Um that's the ah, only time I okay. play. Yeah. Uh, that's the only time I play any organized okay. hockey now is uh is with the Bruins alumni. It's, it's uh charity. It's uh you know for fallen firefighter, fallen policeman, uh, uh fallen marine, gotcha. you know, uh someone someone might have cancer in that community. Um you know, right. that's what the that's what the Bruins alumni do. They they get out. They raise money uh, to help, um, you know, you know the local area yeah. uh, or charity, and you know, a great cause. you know, it's a
2: great I, cause.
6: Yeah, it's a great cause. Uh, I, you know, I'm like I'm back in the locker room with the guys. Like it's all, all the guys feel the same way about it. You know, uh, they all miss that locker room camaraderie, and uh, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I you can't beat guys. that. From three three different generations, really. I mean, it's like it's uh, it's crazy. Like you know, Terry O'Reilly, uh, Rick Middleton, um, you know, Ray Bork, uh, Bob Sweeney, uh, Bruce Crowder. I mean, there's there's a whole school of guys that um, you know I, I get to play with that I probably you know I wouldn't have been able to play against because of my age, you know. So. Right. Um, right. Right. You know, I mean, I'm like, sure that's a lot of a fun cause, for yeah. you, and, and what a great cause! I tell you, besides the Bruins alumni and, my, and uh, coaching my son, like if um, I before my son got into hockey, I I I was in a really bad place, and uh, I started doing these alumni games, and like indirectly, without me knowing it, like it it helped it helped save me, you know, really, it uh, brought me from.
3: It's so a pretty yeah.
6: uh, dark yeah. and dark and uh, low spots because I, I just couldn't I couldn't do anything with hockey because I was so I was so depressed and uh, you know I was I was I hear you you know I was 14 years pro I was done at age 34 and like I'm like what am I doing like I'm 34 years old I should still be playing like and uh, you know the fact that I wasn't playing hockey anymore like really you know that's the only thing I knew and. Um, it was it was my life. I, I, was, yeah, Bruins, I hear you, man. You know, but like the Bruins doing the Bruins one doing that charity work like that, that um, that brought me out and uh, it it brought me back from a really yeah. uh, low. And it, you know, I I love doing it. Um, you know, now I you know I get involved in my son's uh, hockey and I love doing that. I mean, so a lot of work at times, and I got some emails to answer after I got the phone tonight, but. Um, to some of the parents that you know uh are asking some questions about what they you know their kids can do and um you know right. it's, that's the joy of it. I I can't I can't be around hockey like the NHL hockey like I can't I can't go watch a game. I can't you know I can't do any of that cuz it's it's still okay. too personal for me. You know, I can't I can't do it. Like I, I hear will you. watch I, I hear will you. watch uh playoff hockey. Um, just like any other playoffs, like I love watching, you know, the hunt for uh, October. Like it's, um, I mean, it's fall. fall yeah. Be- uh, October baseball is the best. And um, you know, yeah, stay- yeah. Same with hockey. You know, you know if my son wants to go. I'll, you know, I'll bring him to a game. Like George, you know, George. Oh I damn it! I knew you were going to bring me into this. No boy, <laughs> <laughs> it's all George's
0: fault.
1: Yeah, it's my fault. Hey, I try to keep you around. That's okay. Hey, Dan, can but, uh, I ask a question?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Jesus. Right. Why don't you just email him?
5: Well, listen, I, we <laughs> have to get this out on record, because I need to have the opinion of a former athlete. And Uh-oh. the question is Pete Rose. Should he be allowed to be voted for oh, the Hall of Fame, good. or should he not be?
6: Ugh. Well... Yeah, that's I, I that's that's because I mean that's almost like uh the nineteen what is it? The uh the nineteen uh twelve or the nineteen uh the Chicago nineteen uh, nineteen White Sox. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah, Tony saw that that, <laughs> that, that, that team personally.
6: Yeah, I, I watched uh I watched that movie the uh, couple weeks ago. Um, how's it called? Oh, eight Men Out. Uh, yeah, Eight Men Out. i never eight seen it before, out? and I was like, I'm like, this is a hell of a cast. Like, how did I not ever see this movie before? And, uh, you know, I had yeah. it on, and like, and uh, you know, because I mean, obviously, watching Field of Dreams, you know, you got to learn a little bit about, you know, the 1919 uh, White Sox, and, uh, um, you know, so I got to, you know, understand it a little bit better, but like, You know, like, they intentionally threw the game and, um, you know, all because the one player wasn't going to be played and uh, I think it was the pitcher or whatever, or he wasn't going to get a bonus or something. So, you know, same thing with Rose. Like, you know, getting inside information, you know, betting betting against against the game. It's just, I I don't know. I I guess when I was playing in the NHL, I, I wouldn't have thought of placing bets uh, on my on my team's you know win or loss tonight or or how many goals we scored or goals against I I, I don't understand so what would you think gambling or steroids is more of a sin? Uh, steroids for sure. Yeah, I mean gambling gambling's uh, you know uh, it's, it's not enhancing your performance on the field other than. Unless you're betting against your team and yourself, then it, I guess it's it's uh, you know taken away from your performance and you know you're throwing the game. But but if you're just talking about gambling in general, like uh, versus steroids, steroids for sure is the worst because I, I never I never took a steroid. I never took a um, you know a performance enhancer, and I probably should have because I felt like. You know, I told people I feel like I feel like a fool. Like I felt like I I cheated myself by not doing this because so many guys were so many guys were doing. This. When we came out of the lockout, yeah, like, it, it, you had like you had like sequoia trees out there. Like I'm like, where the hell do these guys come from? Like, like is, is, is what what league am I in now? Because like so many guys were like bigger and stronger and like like you know thicker and like I'm like. Maybe I cheated myself, but like you know, whatever. I I stay true to myself. Like I didn't need, I didn't need anything to uh, you know. I did my training, and that's what I did. I didn't rely on any any drugs or, or shots. So yeah, so steroids is way worse than gambling.
3: Hey,
6: Danny, in, yeah, and, 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 and I, you know, we, we've McGuire. had Dan,
2: we've had our conversations about that, and I, I, I. It's as bad as anything. And Pete Rose, uh, it was proven he, he bet, but he bet on his team to win, but
0: Whoa. he shouldn't have done
5: it still. Well, Angel yeah, uh, thinks he. All, kept... all that came out was that he bet on his team. However, they stopped the investigation, you know, and he agreed to a lifetime like... ban, you know,
6: to prevent other things from so coming you... out, Tony. Yeah. All right. so betting on, your, betting on your team to win is kind of like Dave Roos calling his shot, right, in some ways. Yeah. He's <laughs> bet, I mean, if, if he's, I'm going to – yeah, I mean,
0: buddy,
2: look, you're not supposed to do it, to but though, at least he – Yeah, but uh, he's not getting any, <laughs> any
5: monetary gains by doing so. And on the days that he doesn't bet, you can kind of take that as a hint, hint, wink, wink. Yeah, I'm not going all out in this game. Well, that, that you
6: no, know, from that that perspective. No, he's view. not.
1: That. Oh, for fuck's sake,
2: Tony! No, shut I'm up.
6: With you. No, I, I'm saying. <laughs> I'm what'd you say, with George? You that... No, to i, I, I agree with me, well, George. If you're listening. Oh no. No, because like I, I didn't, I didn't think of it from that point of view. That, um, you know, maybe he bets on his teams to win to cover his ass for the days he doesn't. Um, you know, because maybe somebody, maybe somebody else is placing the bet in his place on the days that he doesn't bet on the win. I, I see, I see what you're saying. It's just not, it's not right out of the way. It,
1: in in NHL club in NHL rooms, do it have like on the rules? Don't bet on the sport.
0: <laughs> yeah, but. I <laughs>
6: I, if I if I got a if if I got a pamphlet or a packet or something like a do's and don'ts, like I'm not reading it.
0: <laughs> so, yeah
6: you know, i i i i'm I'm focusing on showing up to the rink and like you know, training and working hard. I'm not I'm not reading through uh, you know any of that. So, you know, they I, 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 I don't like I. I
5: believe in second chances in life. Yeah, I do. However.
6: You know, well,
5: sort of why? I, Pete, I, have, that, I have, you know, go ahead. You, you know, Pete hasn't done, at least in my eyes. You know, first off, he steadfast denied it for, what, well, almost twenty years. Um, then you bring in the fact that he only admits to it to sell books, to make money. Uh, he continues to live in Vegas. When he talked to Manfred last year, he said he's still best on the game. So, if you got suspended for gambling and you have done nothing, no act of contrition, no uh, correction of your life, I I can't see him being allowed to be voted on to be into the Hall of Fame because he hasn't done those things to kind of rebuild himself.
6: Yeah. Unless, unless he took the route of being like, well, I'm staying true to myself. This is who I am. This is what I do. And what, you know, who who are you to tell me that this is right or wrong? I, yeah, I I don't know whether he's in the Hall of Fame or not. Like he he he's still developed a name for himself that will always be uh, remembered. So but, you know, I a,
2: a lot of his memorabilia is in is in the Hall of Fame, but yes, he's just is. not officially in the Hall of Fame. So I guess that's going to be his consolation prize.
6: Yeah, and I'm sure he's not saying, "Listen, take myself out of the Hall of Fame unless you put me in there," because then they'll be like, "Okay, we'll take it out," and then and now he's got nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, well, I, I tell
2: you, the, this guy. was fun.
6: <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, it <laughs> Danny, I'll talk oh. to you later, bud. George, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be sending you my bill for the. Uh, Last hour and twenty two minutes. <laughs> Any dude. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, gladly
3: pay it. Get <laughs> him,
6: Tony. Tony, was nice Get him, to Dan. You. Get nice him. You. Yeah, you too. And uh, same here. Um, yeah, you, all all the best to you and your family.
2: Oh, uh, same back. Uh, God bless your kids. I wish them all uh, the best in growing up and playing hockey. They have a great teacher and you. And when things settle down here. In New York, um, if you ever come down, we got to get together, uh, have, uh, yeah, break absolutely. some bread,
6: have a beer. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll, do I'll come live. down and
4: see you. And, uh,
6: I'll, come I, down, I'll come down and see you, and then we can call George, and, uh, and we can shit on George and tell him he's not invited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. i kidding, sure.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Fine. Way, way to go, Dan. Back. I
1: love you. Fine, I'm all not right, coming like up you. to go Thank to a you. Patriots game with you this year. <laughs> well there
6: won't be any problems. <laughs> uh, that's
1: true then. So I'm not really that wrong.
6: No. All right. All night. right, bud.
1: Talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Yeah, have a good
6: night. night Thanks, guys.
1: guys. Alright. So was was did you all have a good time tonight? I had a blast.
2: Had a blast. Oh having <laughs> that 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 was uh, a very, uh, very much fun talking to uh, to Dan, and uh, he's down to earth. He's a lot like us, and he thinks he thinks the, the same in a lot of ways. Uh, it, it, that's refreshing uh, to, to to hear. I'd love to meet him uh, in person
0: when things. I got you.
2: Yeah,
1: hey, we'll go up to Fenway Pack and go see the Red Sox play. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, we won't go in the same. All right, table. I think I'm tanked. Oh, you think so? God, 3 right, hours coach.
2: almost. Holy
1: smoke. All right, well, you know. All right, we'll do it again next week. But that was week. fun.
2: That was fun.
1: It doesn't feel like 3 hours. All right, we'll
2: we'll, we'll no. see what's going on.
1: Yeah, we'll do it next week. Yeah. All right, All right Andrew, <laughs> All So, right. how much fun did you have tonight? I had a blast. Yeah.
5: You know, Tony, any uh, other
1: form, Any other former Rangers you want me to try to get on the show for you? Dan Blackburn. Nope, can't do that. <laughs> There's other reasons say, is, behind that. Cut... Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> There's other reasons behind that. Let's just say he doesn't like me too much. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Some guys don't. Some people do. He I'm open to whatever.
5: anybody in the organization,
1: except for Lindros. Lindros is a great guy. I will say that
3: he is a really good guy.
1: It's hard to find some of these guys though too, and plus then to, uh, you know, time up their schedules with our schedules and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, so we'll do it again next week. Hi, right, buddy. All right, bud. Right,
0: that was the show all right, for tonight.
1: Take
0: care. Later.